You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the couch brotato i'm alex morrison and i'm over here still nursing my baja blast punch and chris is wired on mountain dew and ghost <laughs> that mountain dew specter baby i'm on that shit good mountain <laughs> dew specter sounds like an awesome drink Hit me up, Coca Cola or Pepsi Cola. Hit me up. Are they Pepsi? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But what's funny is like uh, I read the back of the can. Uh, it's manufactured by Ball. The people that make Ball glasses. Ah, uh, you're right. Hmm. Well, I think it's because the Ball industry Ball is into the alcohol business. That is interesting. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Well, if you want to see what we think of these drinks, head on over to the pregame pre-show on YouTube. Folks have seemed to be digging on that, so that's a fucking good thing because to whip those things out fast takes a fucking minute to edit. So yeah. check out check out the YouTubes on your face space or my block. Yes, yes. Uh, hopefully, like and subscribe. You know, like all the other YouTubers say. Yes, like and subscribe. Do all that shit because uh, hopefully here soon uh, we'll be banking some video content that I'll be slowly trading out matter of snuff film that's something <laughs> i'll be filming something and we'll be who, back on patreon in no time you know it baby <laughs> <laughs> only patreon gets to see the kind of shit we're going to be putting these motherfuckers through what has nine fingers and pissed off chris <laughs> <laughs> tune in to find <laughs> out we'll find out next week after our signature sponsor it's just it's like metal militias new hours <laughs> <laughs> Metal Militia! Dude, that was a badass band back in the day. Metallica or Metal Militia? Metal Militia. Metal I, Militia. I was just thinking of the song Metal Militia. No, uh, Metal Militia uh, was a real band. They never got a lot of respect. What What was the thing holding them back? In your opinion, outside looking I in. honestly don't know, man. There was one of those bands like from 2004 to 2005 that like really hit a, a niche market, but metal music and rock music at didn't really hit you know that's queens of the stone age back in and it's like a lot of new metal was still going yeah what what time period uh 2000 i listened to him in 2004 to 2006 gotcha but yeah my, me and my uh, brother at the time or not my blood brother but my, basically my brother your brother uh, <laughs> uh, his name's chris um we would just crank fucking thrash metal all the time oh yeah and that was one of them wednesday 13 mm-hmm. yep big i met one of their fans at work really this motherfucker had a wednesday 13 uh vest on wow it was a, the old uh old dracula yeah shirt remember the old mm-hmm. wednesday 13 dracula shirt it was cut out and that was on the back of his vest i'm just like you know wednesday 13 because i know wednesday 13 those guys were the shit in like 2005 <laughs> I know Wednesday 13 rather well. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I told you uh, the the uh, ripoff story, have I not? Yeah. 
Okay, I, I, well, a few years back. So, so I don't know if I've mentioned it on the show or not. Do so it. Um, do it, do it. This this is all conjecture. This isn't even necessarily my story. However, um, if anyone wants to listen to the Wednesday 13 song called God is a Lie, um, I think it was off the record, the Murder Dolls record he did with Joey Jordanson. Mm-hmm. Um, and then listen to a song by the Dead Kings uh, called Hot Black Chick uh, that came out about two years prior. Um, I'll just leave it at that. Um, both are North Carolina boys, and they were friends. And yeah. uh, I will leave it up to everyone else's uh, opinion as to uh, how much of a ripoff it is. Well, like, <laughs> even, like, even if, like that, I would argue probably a ripoff because they're from the same state, and it's within yeah. that same state, and they're probably within the same like popularity. They like, they they ran in the same circles. But like when you're talking about like other people saying ripoffs, like Vanilla Ice under pressure, yeah, yeah, that's a ripoff. Yeah, but if I say like do a Dua Lipa is being sued by one band from 1976. It's not really a ripoff. She probably just never heard the fucking song before. The producer probably heard it, and she has nothing to do with it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so come on, man. Ricky, uh, Ricky Rockman totally ripped off my logo, though. Probably. And y'all took it from fucking Shazam. <laughs> I love how everyone took me so fucking serious about that. You, be, you would hear something funny. The first time I met you and I saw that logo, I only glanced at it for like half a second. Yeah. I did not see a lightning bolt. What did you see? The SS lightning bolts. Of course you did. But it's like a black and white. So like when I was like half-assed glancing, I'm like, is that fucking SS bolts on his goddamn bolt? I'm like, nah, he's not that brazen about it. He couldn't be. <laughs> Your first thought wasn't even kiss? No. My first thought was like, oh, stormtroopers, but not those stormtroopers. You remember stormtroopers? Yeah, I remember Star Wars. No, no, no. no, 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 no. Not those stormtroopers. <laughs> the real stormtroopers. I hate they got rid of that fucking that subplot. That was so good. It was. But no, rip-offs or not. Uh, one of the things you also mentioned before kicking this off, this doesn't necessarily fit in the news category, kind of works as a good little work in. Uh, a popular metal record is celebrating a birthday today. Yeah, 38 years old, uh, Master of Puppets came out. Yes. Uh, honestly, probably my favorite of the classic records outside of Kill 'em All. Kill 'em All is so fucking good. Kill 'em All is like probably one band's best opening album of all time. Like Metallica is very good. I enjoy Metallica, and people hate them. I get it. I understand. People hate Nickelback too. Um, but like you're talking about an opener album. Oh yeah. And there's a lot of like technical aspect to it that people I guess don't give a shit about because like you know you get a lot of those Dave Mustaine fans who're like Megadeth the shit, and they're good. They're fucking fantastic. But it's different styles. Yeah. Of the same genre, you know, like. When I, look, when I listen to Metallica, I'm listening to Thrash Metal. When I'm listening to Megadeth, I'm listening to a guy who is so far on the technical side of it, who's creating these elaborate riffs and elaborate fucking notes and stuff and putting it together very well. Because Megadeth, is, I would consider it more scary music because it's like, fucking aliens in the government. It's like, holy shit. Hello, me. It's me again. But like, but like barring the covers they did, but like, when you listen to like Hangar 18 and shit like that, it's like in Holy Wars, it's like that is technically magnificent. Like <laughs> the way it's done, like I could, I would need like 40 fucking fingers just to hit some of that shit, but they're nailing it, man. Yeah. It's kind of like Dragon Force, you know, they just fucking nail it. But uh, no, Master of Puppets, man. Great song and about Dave, cocaine. Dave, Dave Ellison, too. Uh, great with his hands. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but I was talking to somebody earlier this, today about Master of Puppets because it's like uh, it's Stranger Things. And like the timeline of Stranger Things is like, all right, so they go to spring break 
that's the, that's what the whole season five happens so early february master of puppets comes out they're in a small town in indiana this metalhead kid was able to learn the tabs of master of puppets within like a month sure perfectly while dealing drugs <laughs> and oh yeah has the mental health spe- like mental scape to be like i'm gonna use this as a revenge song to kill demon bats <laughs> and sounds about right I just remember like we were sitting there watching it. I'm just like at the edge of the fucking couch because that's yes. all you need. <laughs> it's just like, fuck yes, 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 yes. Shut the fuck up. No. <laughs> I like that's such. A, it's one of the best moments of the show. And, yeah. But uh, I, I was listening to Master Puppets, uh, the whole album the other day, and I'm just like, I wonder how old this was. I was like, holy shit, it came out this you know 38 years ago this month. And see, I don't know. The reason why I wind up leaning toward this record for my favorite battery battery's fun one of the best openers to a record immediately rolling into master of puppets holy fuck and then right smack dab in the middle of the record welcome home sanitarium i that think is, that's one of the most under overlooked songs in their catalog well um uh, that like one sanitarium and uh, what was it? Uh, Sad but true. Yep. Those are a lot of a lot of their overlooked songs. They never really make it to the greatest hits sometimes. But goddamn, they're heartfelt songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sanitarium is the song used in the murder in Robin Hood Hills. The the original story of the West Memphis Three. That's where that's that's where that song really got popular. Was because that's the opener. Even my mom when when we watched the documentary and my parents hadn't seen, I was like, you need to watch these three of them. The murder in Robin Hood Hills, and it opens with Sanitarium, and she's like, "Who's that playing?" I'm like, "That's fucking Metallica." You know that <laughs> shit I wasn't supposed to be listening to. Yeah, that's fucking them, ain't it? It's fucking awesome. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but like that's that's a it's such a good song, especially for like the context of that documentary. Oh yeah, which I would love to go back and do another whole episode on a crazy ass documentaries because I just finished one. I that think really- we ought to do an episode on that series. Yeah. The West uh, Memphis. But uh, now, and another reason this record is right up there with me, probably the most overlooked Metallica song, but in my opinion, and Discord, come at me. No, do it. Come after him. He knew where he lives. Damage Incorporated. That's a fun song. Their thrashiest song in their catalog. You think so? I think Damage Incorporated is their thrashiest, most brutal song, at mm. least in their early stuff. Now, a lot of people will pl- let me define what I mean by brutal. Mm. A lot of people will turn to something like Pantera's Walk as brutal because of the beat that kind of thing. I don't consider that brutal. That's heavy. Brutal as in machine gun to your fucking eardrum just going at you. And to me, that that song just hits that the entire time. Just that pa 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 it, it just builds up and it's just it's a machine gun the entire time i agree if everything post kill them all yeah that's probably their heaviest one but their heaviest one to me would probably be like four horsemen or hit the lights yeah i mean for speed maybe yeah but like heavy like four horsemen is that that brutal fucking mm-hmm. dave, that was dave mustaine mm-hmm. and them like mm-hmm. that was before he left he's that's the one he wrote and that's it. That's going back to technical. And then he rewrote it for his song yeah, but like, record, and it was but, horrible. But like the technical part of it is all Dave Mustaine. And you got all the other guys, you know, just giving it their fucking all. Because, you know, this is their first album. I mean, if we can't make this, we're fucked. 
worked. Mm-hmm. And like, other than like, uh, and this is kind of a cop out. Like, you have Kill 'Em All, Metallica's first album. But if you take like a band like ACDC, who had to reinvent themselves after Bon Scott died, it's their Back in Black. It's like the like ACDC's Back in Black album is their album, pure and simple. No one has made an album that good in a very long time. And you got to remember, it's competing against fucking Thriller. Yeah, it, what it, year was this? Nineteen eighty. Yeah, you're right. Bon yeah. Scott. When Bon Scott dies, they get Brian Johnson and they're uh-huh. Back in Black. And uh, I can remember that album like the back of my fucking hand. And those are bangers from beginning to end. And yeah, that could be content down the road. Which album has the best songs album wise? Like, not barring greatest hits, but like for me, it's Back in Black, Kill 'em All, Second Helpings by Leonard Skinnerd. You know, those three albums have the best fucking music of their catalog all on one album. Ooh, I'll say this while it's on recording. That way someone can hold our feet to the fire. Here's one we could do. Uh, you were talking about wanting to do another rock fight. Yeah. A variation of that um pick five records for a road trip oh, and yeah. then you have to judge them mm-hmm. i like because yeah. because we do a lot of road trip shit and we always like, like building up the playlist it's like how long is your playlist mine's eight hours well, how long is yours mine's 12 all right yours wins you know <laughs> so i've been using the same playlist called tuesday uh for the very long time and i finally condensed it down to like a, a handful and i just named it wednesday <laughs> and uh I actually listened to uh, one you had recommended a couple of years ago. Uh, it was a long shot album, mm-hmm. uh, Goodbye to Romance. And I was like, I'm adding that to my list of best covers. That's because he fucking does a perfect job yeah. on that. And But yeah, that's just music-wise. That's it's kind of a good thing in history about it. Oh, yeah. So yeah, cheers to a fantastic metal record. And yeah, outside of... Because again, that that you really got my mind working on that. With the whole back in black was the last perfect record. It's the it's the sugar and alcohol. <laughs> it's the no, it's the, it's the caffeine and alcohol that's really kicking this in. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Well, fuck it. Speaking of kicking it in, let's go ahead and kick it on into our news segment. Not to step on those fucking guys' toes, but damn it, we got to talk about this too. Vince McMahon. God damn. Holy fuck, dude. Holy fuck. As, as we're recording this a couple days ago, he is officially no longer part of what are they calling it now since the new merger? All right. So it's a merger between WWE and TKO Enterprises, which is just wrestling. Wrestling. Um, so, but what what is the organization now called? Is it still WWE? Yeah, no, 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 it's still WWE. Okay. It's still always going to be WWE, but it's part. It's kind of like, it's kind of like Pepsi and Mountain Dew. Like Mountain Dew is made by PepsiCo, but PepsiCo also makes a bunch of other shit. Gotcha. So, like, well, uh, I didn't know if it, for like yeah. branding they were going to try to fold it yeah. all together. Yeah. So like this is a this actually there's a lot of more nuance to this story. Um, so the the young and like, that's why we're here. This yeah. fucking guy is just like we're here to kind of break it down a little bit. So, let's let's tell the people what's going on. So two years ago, I think two or three years ago, WWE acquired TKO, um, and it's a very simple merger. What happened was Vince McMahon is one of the many executives that are now part of that who are being accused of turning a blind eye to sexual assault, sex trafficking, and actually being part of the actual event. Vince McMahon has not said anything regarding the sexual assault. 
All he said is, I'm stepping down because of these allegations. I believe she is lying about certain events, and she is uh, misrepresenting the truth of the matter. But he also said, if this is true, this is reprehensible and needs to be taken care of, and that's why we're doing an inside investigation. Granted, I don't believe in inside investigations. It's bullshit. But he's doing the corporate spiel of, let me step down, let the SEC get involved, the Security Exchange Commission, and let's let's get the FBI probably involved because this is involving interstate traffic. Maybe they need to figure this shit out. And then after the court case, yeah, they will, they will have a full fucking story. Okay, this is like the Marilyn Manson thing with Evan Rachel Wood. I'm, be, I'm trying to let it be nuanced, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's fucking true. Like, that's the problem with it. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, okay, here's, here's to me, I'm glad you brought up the Manson thing. That's a really good comparison. I feel that the main difference between the two is Manson is really good at kind of like boistering shit, and he's not innocent. I mean, he's definitely had his problems. He's had his, you know, legal problems, and, you know, he's been in jail, drug mm-hmm. problems, whatever. He's not really been convicted of anything, though. But it came out that she lied. Exactly. So, like, when that first came out, it was Evan Rachel Wood and a couple other women had said he assaulted them. Okay, mm-hmm. so he's, he didn't say anything. He just let the court do its job. Yeah. After investigations, it found out that was not true. And then no one heard anything because that's the nature of the beast. It's yeah. like, if you're innocent, you're never going to hear it. However, I don't correct me if I'm wrong. This is not the first time Vince has been accused of this type behavior. No, because he's a megalomaniac and a narcissist. So, like, so th- even though as much as, you know, yes, we do, especially for covering our own asses, everything is alleged. Everything is hearsay. Yeah. We do not know. This is all allegations. Not speaking with any sort of confidence. However, it's nature of the beast of reporting. Yes. However, my own personal speculation I he killed them kids now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just something about it. There's always been something about that man. Well, like it's not just him. It's the business of wrestling and, and in sports entertainment. Yeah. See, like people don't understand. There, you know, there's wrestling, wrestling, and then the WWE. All right. So you're talking about let's 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 put the essay stuff on the back burner for a second all the other stuff we know happens we know these uh, the wrestlers the performers are not employees they're contractors yep free agents they have no insurance they put their lives on the line when doing their entertainment there is no there is no kind of substance involved enough for them to kind of delegate what well am i doing the most to get the most money no you're not getting the most money for what you're doing and this is kind of a a horror story of like rowdy rowdy piper who came back because he ran out of money that's rowdy rowdy piper one of the biggest wwf stars from back in the day you're telling me he's fucking broke how how did he run out of money there's no way in hell and it's just like no they run out of money because they're not paid shit but they're entertainers and you know we talked about with g4 like those wrestlers that came on g4 who are doing like a bunch of side stuff, guess what? They're now infringing on fucking contracts they're doing, which is bullshit. You know, people like The Miz and like, uh, the, I forget what the chick's name was, but like, they're trying to break away and do their own things and they can't use those names like on Twitch. They can't use them on Discord, you know. So you're really hampering down 
what these people can do to make money and it's a very nasty business and that's yep. why i think a lot of people get a bad vibe because he is a very nasty businessman mm-hmm. and also side note is that how you re- legit spell mcmahon that's how he spells it it's like it's kind of like different ways to spell osborne i've only seen like one or two ways to spell osborne yeah, there's like one or two ways to spell mcmahon when you look at his name it's mahone yeah i'm not I'm not trying to argue the. the I know you're not, but the, I'm, the, I'm just sitting here going, I'm like, it's fucking pronounced Mahone when you look at the shit. Like, how do you get McMahon? Because I seriously was like staring at that name, just going like, how do you get McMahon out of this? Like, it's like what? one of those stupid Irish names like Soros or fucking Twicker. <laughs> A Tweaker? Twicker. I thought you said Tweaker. It sounds like, like Tweaker, but Twalker. <laughs> or Soros. Soros. Like yeah. Soros Rowan, the actors, or the Kennedy. My favorite, favorite, I throw in air quotes, most interesting piece from all of this, though, in my opinion, is the allegations of some sexual activity that happened in a hotel room. Yeah. Supposedly, McMahon, while face-sitting a girl decides to lean forward and his bowels eject and instructs her to not get up to clean herself off and to finish the act upon his friend and she laid there as they you know mocked and made jokes of it he's a monster probably yeah so that's the kind of shit where I'm sitting here going Ah, that 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 seems rather detailed, interesting, and like ah. Uh, this the, doesn't seem like a Jesse Smollett situation. Uh, this is not the worst thing I've heard someone do. Uh, no, by far, which no. is what kind of makes it believable. Yeah, because um, <laughs> I read a book uh, called Ordeal. Mm. It was the the true story, Linda Lovelace. Uh, for those who don't know that's a rough one that is a very that's probably the second roughest book I've ever read in my fucking life really Uh, when it comes to biographies yeah Um, it makes you really hate Sammy Davis Jr. and Hugh Hefner um, who isn't already hated enough (laughs) but no it's it's a wild story all around I'll just leave it at that Uh, I'll see it burn away though I could see I could see this new management coming in yeah and you know trying to consolidate everything down just to keep like the shareholders safe because that's everybody it's a publicly traded company now yeah so like they have to keep themselves safe you know you're no, no man is bigger than the business itself ever so and this is the biggest sports entertainment industry of its kind they created the sports entertainment industry the nfl doesn't exist without the wwe doing what they're doing hypothetically if all of this does come to light and it all is true what kind of big changes do you see for WWE moving forward? Uh, I don't know the nuances of the like the inner government of WWE. Uh, I've heard Triple H might take over. I think he's running everything now. Dude, imagine if The Rock took over. Nah, he's in Hollywood. He 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 actually you know one of the few he's one of the few that's actually stepped away like Batista. Yeah. Um, there are a couple others that are trying to Cena. No, yeah, John Cena, uh, in think about those guys they don't look what they used to the mm-hmm. rock looks fucking bigger than he ever has been batista is very you know straight laced now 
uh, John Cena's lost a shit ton of weight uh, and become more of a comedic actor than anything. Yeah. So, like, those guys are doing fucking fantastic. Uh, we are seeing a few wrestlers in there. Uh, one was in The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we saw a little bit of here and there. So, I'm glad to see them. Like, they can act. They're yeah. in the fucking WWE. That takes acting skills. Oh, yeah. All right. And stuntman skills. So, we're going to see a lot of Jackie Chan's probably popping up here in a little while. Like, <laughs> who are doing, like, fantastic work. And everybody forgets WWE also makes movies. Not good ones, but they make them. Yeah, some of them are really good. Walking Tall was a WWE production with The Rock. And that's yeah. a good movie. That's based on a true story. And there's a couple of other ones that are hit or miss. But, damn, some of them are really good. Their horror movies are a little bit more hit or miss. Oh, yeah, their horror movies are hilarious. It's just like, you just turned that man into a, a people suit. <laughs> <laughs> but moving on to another little uh, interesting news topic. Hootie and the Blowfish frontman Darius Rucker. He got uh, arrested recently on drug charges in Tennessee. Yeah, misdemeanor drug charges. So. <laughs> and that's Tennessee, so I'm just like assuming it was probably like a joint and maybe a little bit of coke. Well, see, th- I was thinking that too. However, did you read the article I sent? Yeah. Well, it's, it's the, three the, misdemeanors, and they piled them on because that's what you do when you're a cop. You pile them the fuck on. And did, one of them is... Uh, so one is a fucking license or a, a, a tag violation. Yeah. So which, which first of all, if you're Darius Rucker and you're driving a vehicle, you you're telling me you're too broke to fucking pay the tag and get a sticker put on your car? Don't you have a guy for that? Like, shouldn't you have a guy for that? You're Hootie and the Blowfish. You're all Hootie, man. <laughs> and no blow. You're, you're Hootie and the Blowfish, not Hootie and blow into this device real quick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like. <laughs> that's so, good so he has like some responsibility i get it you're famous i get it you you transitioned from that band that was very now popular he's like solo country artist and he did country guy. music and what a transition congratulations you performed the reverse dolly parton <laughs> okay you got your, you got your step in there and guess what he's good at it he's legitimately fucking good at it because he knows how to play fucking instruments yeah uh but no, just like a handful of fucking like charges tacked on side, and some of them are drug charges. Get the fuck out of here. The last line is the part that made me laugh, though, and it's what made me really kind of question like what was actually in there. Mm-hmm. The last line says Rucker's ex girlfriend, comedian uh, Kate Quigley, was not sympathetic. Yeah. <laughs> and if you read on, it's just her talking about a fucking Twitter post. <laughs> it's just like, that she deleted. Yeah. All I can say is karma. Yeah, it's like, tell the whole goddamn story if you're going to affect... And then she's like, she deleted it. I'm just like, I don't care now. <laughs> like, you, were, you you did an ominous fucking headline tag. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Alex like clickbait. That's what that's what that shit is and, is, and it pisses me off. And then the worst part, uh, he was also scheduled to perform at the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville on Friday, and he has since been removed from the lineup. Yeah, fuck the Grand Ole Opry. It's like, that. damn, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, fuck him. This is an overbloated. It's not even the Opry anymore. It's the fucking rhyming. <laughs> and this part came across, I only did like a quick skim of it, so see what you kind of think of this. Uh, something from NBC News that said, George Carlin's estate, st- uh, estate sues over AI-generated stand-up special titled, I'm Glad I'm Dead. Yeah, so a podcast slash entertainer, the dudesy, uh, mm-hmm. which is Will Sasso from Mad TV. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. used the AI to create a George Carlin knockoff and did a 
like an audio track of a special. It's not video. Yeah, it's, it's just, just audio. It's just audio and AI images on top of it. So what they did was they programmed an AI to tell a fucking special in the guise of George Carlin's voice. Yeah. And said it was George Carlin. Oh, so they said it was George. They didn't say it was an AI thing. Yeah, so they're advertising. And then they went back and rechanged the title of the video because now, because after they changed the title, people were like, wait, 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 wait. I tried to find this video. It doesn't exist, but it goes to this video. This is not the title of the video I watched. Uh, and what sucks is it's Will Sasso because I love Will Sasso. He's fucking hilarious. And, you know, he's from Mad TV, so he should know better than to really fuck with somebody's fucking property. Yeah. And his bullshit excuse was, well, we, we were just testing it out. And it's like, no, you you put it out there as George Carlin. And now people are going to think it's a fucking back alley take of an old, like, stand-up show, like the Comedy Store or something. Like, that can be perceived. And what you're doing is you're lessening the value of the artist. And that is called theft. Yep. And you decided to fuck around and fuck with shit you have no idea what's about. There's going to be shit like this and the Taylor Swift bullshit and all this other AI shit is going to be, in the next five years, a swath of goddamn lingo, legal mumbo-jumbo. That even legal eagle is going to be like, I don't know what to fucking do. <laughs> because there's He's no, going to get even more grays. But is it, is it copyright infringement? It, but a person didn't do it. A program did. You just gave it. You just fed the goddamn thing. What the fuck does the law say about that? We don't know because they didn't bother to make fucking laws about it because they can't keep up with technology. And it goes back to the same argument. They're too old to figure the shit out. Um, you know, the whole Actors Actors Guild, Writers Guild had that strike, and they were able to put in some clauses about property rights and AI in the future. And, like, right, script writing and shit like but that. But even that, that's fucking vague as shit. And if that goes into a higher court, which a judge is older yeah, and, and doesn't understand. Yeah, really a law. Yeah, and it's just like, that's just contract negotiations, and that's perception more than anything, and just like the law is to be perceived. So... It's it's a it's a rigmarole and a fucking scam, really. Yeah. What they did, I understand them suing. They rightfully should because now, because there is no basis for those older actors who are dead to say, well, who owns my likeness? You know, who owns my image? You know, we talked about a uh, a, a year and a half, two years ago now, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, about James Dean. Yep, I his, was just about to pull that up. His images and, and like all that shit. Who owns James D's image? It's like, does the studio company own it? Does the production company own it? Well, so I, I remember that scene. That was one where the estate gave clearance to. Yeah. But we haven't seen anything about it. No, because it's it's hush hush right now. Because now, because that little part got open, now a bunch of other studios are now open. It's kind of like um, <laughs> I heard it. I forget where I heard it, but like, why is there not a good movie about Houdini? The magician Houdini. Why isn't there a good movie about Houdini? Because all the studios own a copy of his like own a copy of his likeness. But not only that, they all have rights to his story because it's public domain. It's a biography about a dead man. If Paramount introduces a movie about Houdini, guess who else is going to do it? Fucking Amazon, then HBO, and then we're going to have that little weird situation where like a bunch of movies that are the exact same come out. Without the same month, kind of like yeah, deep, like uh, Deep Impact and Armageddon. Oh, I was gonna Dante's say Dante's Peak and Volcano. I was gonna say like all the fucking Steve Job movies. Yeah, like one with Ashton Kutcher, one with Michael Fassbender. Yeah, like so like 
all these studios have one in the barrel ready to go and just waiting for the whoever shoots first because like hey man did you see that Houdini movie which one the one on Hulu or the one on Netflix <laughs> oh and the uh, the two Firefest documentaries that came out back to back yeah like so it's it, it goes kind of goes into AI too it's like which one is going to you know pop off first and Will Sasso kind of just said fuck it let me pop one off yeah, that that was surprising to me too because again I skimmed the article and at this well, yeah, I was like, okay, uh, that's good enough sent to you. But I'm totally missed that it was the Will Sasso thing. Man, I one uh, Mad TV it was fucking great, uh, and then two, I loved his vines. Oh, yeah, he had fun. some funny shit going there. So and yeah, still, the, and he's still like a sitcom actor. Like he still appears in sitcoms. And that, and again, that's why I was so surprised it was those guys. And they had done some funny shit recently. Like uh, he was doing some really good uh, Macho Man impersonations. Oh where man, they, his like, Steven Seagal impression is hilarious. And that was back when like Mad TV was going. Yeah. So like that was before the whole Steven Seagal madness started. But like he he was fucking hilarious. He lost oh, yeah. he lost a bunch of weight. Oh, and he did the Hulk Hogan bit on WWE. Yeah, and he did all this stuff and. <sighs> I was kind of sad to see about it. I mean, yeah, a, no, that, was, like, that you, hurts you, a little. You are a comedian. You are in that industry, and you know better. I and, understand if it was like some young guy making an AI, feeding a bunch of Carl and stuff because maybe if it was a me. Yeah, but like I would understand that. But even the younger generation would understand. Like, hey, I made an AI sound like George Carlin. Tell me what you think. Yes, yeah, say that it's an AI and not like George Carlin special. I'm glad I'm dead. Mm-hmm. Brought to you by HBO. I, that's one that, one I would have to worry about if I was Will Sasso. It's fucking HBO. I would worry about HBO coming in my back door and fucking killing me. Like <laughs> coming in your back door and then breaking in your back door. Yeah, like they're gonna fucking murder this dude. I'm like, <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, Will Sasso likes hot air balloons. <laughs> Just eventually, one day, hotter balloon. Will Sasso is of uh, well sound mind. No. I, Will Sasso, am sound of mind to get in this dirigible. <laughs> and uh, in other movie drama news, um, we'll probably wind up talking about this more on something good for you a little bit more as the ins and outs. Uh, however, uh, Netflix, a few years ago, I think in 2021, announced that they were going to be making a Joey Ramone biopic. Um, Starring, oh god, his name just escaped me. The fucking Saturday Night Live guy, um, New York guy's dad, dad in the fucking 911. Oh, that guy, uh, Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson, yes. Uh, and he was, and Joey Ramone's gonna be played by Pete Davidson, and it was gonna be based off the memoir I Slept with Joey Ramone by Mickey Lee, his brother. Um, gross. N- now there is a legal dispute. And now this is, I'm kind of wanting to see your angle on this, and then I'm probably on something good for you. We'll probably talk about the actual Ramones drama behind up. But the actual legal dispute here is the Ramones themselves never had any children, and the main two that owned the Ramones outright was Joey the singer and Johnny the guitarist. Joey's inheritance got passed on to Mickey, his brother, whereas Johnny passed his on to his wife, Linda. Linda dated Joey for a while back in the day, and Johnny, quote-unquote, stole her away from Joey, wrote KKK to my baby away, yada, 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 so on and so forth. So there's always been this, this clash between the two groups. Well, Linda has now stepped forward with her lawsuit 
claiming that Mickey cannot make this Ramones movie or this Joey Ramone movie because in order for it to properly tell a Joey Ramone movie, he would have to depict Johnny and that she would like say on how Johnny is portrayed in the movie and that she also owns the Ramones music rights and that she would have to give approval to use any Ramones song in this movie. So she's trying to put a full stop to it. However, it is an interesting argument because let's say someone wanted to make a movie about Kurt Cobain. I don't really think that... Um, Courtney Love? Well, not even Courtney Love, but someone like... Um, Foo Fighters. Dave Grohl. Dave. Uh, Dave was in my head. I just couldn't think of Grohl. I don't think Dave Grohl could step in and stop this project because he's involved with Nirvana. And in order to properly tell this story, like if Courtney Love was trying to make this movie, I don't think Dave could step in and be like, yo, you're not making this movie because you're going to have to depict me, Pat, and a few others, and we don't give consent to that. So... Here's 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 the weird little thing about Legal Eagle actually did a, a video about this. Oh, you oh he did one on this actual movie dispute. Well, no, about movie disputes about biopics. Okay, so biopics are Lucy fucking Goosey when it comes to being played. That's why everybody gets miffed when a biopic comes out. Like uh, Sasha Baron Cohen dropped out of the Queen movie because they didn't depict Freddie Mercury correctly because he was playing Freddie Mercury and. Sasha Baron Cohen, as much of a fucking anarchist goddamn comedian he is, is a stickler about details. So I imagine his movie was going to be super fucking good, but super fucking detailed and sad. So they got Malik uh, Rami Malik. Rami Malik. It's a fantastic movie. It's fun. It's cool. The music's fantastic. But it's not quite true. They take liberties. And that's fine. Like the dirt. If I'm Mickey and I make a Ramones movie, uh, Johnny Ramone will be played by Danny DeVito. <laughs> if she and guess what, her can be played by a Muppet. <laughs> and it's just Danny DeVito, Pete Davidson, and Kermit the Frog <laughs> running train on a Muppet. Because like that's what she's opening herself up to. Now, if Mickey wanted to be an asshole about it, he'd sell his rights outright to a big production company who will bury her in the ground with legal lawsuits and to where her money from the Ramones catalog will be so dried up she'd have to sell it just to keep living. <laughs> if I was an asshole and I was Mickey, <laughs> I'm calling up Warner Brothers, uh-huh. Paramount, who, Paramount especially because they're on the uptick. Hey, do you guys want to make a really good movie about a really loved band who's who's never had an official movie made but yet created but one deader. of the largest but not just that they're all dead so who gives a shit <laughs> like you know what i'm saying yeah like, like all these other bobs you see the other band members are alive yeah so like when you talk about like nirvana two of the guys are still alive well they're doing well the wife of the lead guy is still alive and doing well. So, yeah, they could come together to an agreement. It sounds like these two people are just miffed at each other more than anything. And, it, you know, and, and, and there's a lot of like what you were saying, a lot of finesse, a lot of fine details. But, yeah, you, you've got the main like, gist of like, it. We've seen what happens when you can 
myth the the details of a biopic uh me and you had talked about um a movie about a record company and a version of kiss appears in the movie yep they don't quite look like kiss but they're meant to be the band but that's fine yeah it doesn't have to be exact perfect you're just telling a story based on a true based on a true story so yeah we can yeah, yeah solid gold the story of uh casablanca records yeah, yeah. so like they they took some liberties. The movie Ray took some liberties. The movie about Johnny Cash walked the line, took some liberties. So yeah, like it's fine. Yeah. Uh, if she wants to, you know, get her fucking panties in a bunch at it, don't accept the money. Just don't accept the fucking money. Well, it's not that she's not wanting to accept the money. It's just she's trying to just stop the entire project. But yeah, that's fine. Like if she wants to try to stop the music, she's gonna look. This is what's gonna happen. I guarantee they're gonna make a movie. Mick or whatever his fucking yeah. name is is probably gonna make some money off of it because he sold part of the story and now it's in the ether whether it makes money it's going to be a netflix movie and yeah so whether it makes money is you know here or there people are going to watch it it's on netflix billion fucking people have it and then it's going to be streamed online for free for someone else so the money coming in is a fugazi it doesn't matter but now with her trying to step in and stop it morally and ethically she has to say i have nothing to do with this movie that means you don't get a fucking check to the ramones estate from that that's all mick now yep she had a chance to collaborate and make a good movie and now all these ramones fans are going to see this netflix movie he's like oh my god what happened it's mm-hmm. like that was a lot of blood and a lot of rap at the end. <laughs> oh god <laughs> He used see, like he said like the hard R version of that word too. Like God damn! See, you mean, can you believe that one guy with the the guy with the, the drummer, the first drummer, was a muppet the whole time? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! And see, and, is he dead? Here's uh, the original drummer. Yes. Well, I be yeah, all, all four original members are dead. Oh, that's a damn shame. Yep. Uh, yeah, really, the only surviving members uh, were their second drummer, Marky. Um, uh, Oh, yeah, you're, you're looking at the poster. I'm looking at the Vivos uh, Los oh, Muertos poster. Listen, I'm trying it, to figure out who's dead. At first, I thought you were pointing to like the door behind me, and I'm like, who the fuck has opened the door? <laughs> Rachel's going to shut up with the fucking remotes. Um, but yeah, so Joey's dead. Johnny's dead. Uh, Marky, that's the second drummer. Mm-hmm. He's still alive. And that's CJ. He was the second bassist. He's still alive. Dee Dee, the original bassist. He's gone. Tommy, the original Dee drummer. Dee, that's he's what I was gone. trying to think of with the rap album. Yes. <laughs> but here's my opinion with the whole Dee Dee Ramones could be thing. a really good Muppet. <laughs> like this gonzo looking motherfucker. <laughs> I'd, I'd be a really good Muppet, man. <laughs> you hear my rap album? <laughs> so yeah. You got damn right I wasn't a Negro. <laughs> that's the fucking best line. <laughs> Fucking fantastic. That could be the name of the episode. <laughs> but uh, here's my opinion with the whole Ramones thing is I think that neither one should make the movie. Yeah. Mickey doesn't need to make the movie. Linda doesn't need to make a movie. I don't think it should what have to they, say. What they need to do, they need to find a good director, producer, whoever, and they make the movie. Yeah, but they still got to write it. With input from both Linda and Mick. However, neither one of them get final say. They get input. The director and the producer is the person to get the final say. That is my opinion because truly at the end, because I know your feelings on their most, you don't have to be a fan. I totally get it. However, they started a movement. Yeah. 
they were one of not necessarily the first but one of the first of their kind to really push that shit into the mainstream yeah and they, you know, they right around literally months within each other you've got yeah. like talking heads blondie sex pistols so a lot of stuff was bubbling at the same time however the ramones started a true movement the look the sound everything and we don't have any movie about that that is truly baffling it's like we get one about cash how many fucking movies about johnny cash and fucking elvis have we had but we've had zero movies about the ramones i think one is a niche market they are big but it is a niche market because they all died um that didn't help their case <laughs> uh, you're phrasing that doesn't help their case uh, it's along with it's the same thing about a, a movie about any grunge band you know well i, I mean both I, cash and elvis are dead or dead are yeah, dead they, yeah. have died yeah but they have also have a massive fucking catalog and johnny cash lived until that movie came out so elvis died of happenstance and was in movies already. Yeah, baby. Yeah, so fried peanut butter and jelly sandwiches really fucking destroy your insides. That with uppers and downers. Oh, mama. Yeah, like you, that's how, that's how you go, brother. Um, but with Johnny Cash, you know, him and his wife lived for a very long time, and then his wife died, and then he died like right after. So that creates a nuance on a whole different spectrum of just like wow that that's a love story out of time you know yeah but with the ramones you know with all of them dead all the original members dead if you're a fan let's say if, you, if you're a director and you're a fan it's like god damn i i should have struck while the iron was hot but that documentary showed why you couldn't yeah one was high as fuck all the time one is sick as shit on the road because he just probably needed to go take a piss and, and then like he died <laughs> Probably of kidney failure. <laughs> uh, yeah, unfortunately, Joey died of lymphoma because yeah. uh, he, he God was, forbid he stop and get some fucking treatment. Yeah, well, and see, and this is kind of this, and this is part of the reason why a Joey movie would be really good. He had OCD yeah. before anyone knew what the fuck OCD yeah. was. So, when you watch those documentaries, they even mention that they're like, "Yeah, we we figured out later on that Joey had OCD, but like we didn't we didn't know about that. We didn't know what that was. We just said Joey did weird things. I mean, yeah, he was crazy. He he walked down a few steps, and like if he missed one, he had to walk back up and step on it and look at it and like walk back down. You know, turn lights off on and on a certain number of times if you went in a room. You know, and they just all chalked it up as oh, Joey's just being fucking weird. He's just being fucking weird." He had mental problems. So, like, to be able to paint maybe that trapped feeling of you guys really don't understand why I need to, like, do these certain things and you're kind of, like, making me feel like a weirdo and a monster for it. And, like, plus I'm already really tall and gangly. Like, I'm, like, 6'5". Yeah, and, like, looking dude. Yeah, and, like, he's got, like, a weird kind of face. So, like, to kind of paint that Frankenstein hunchback of Notre Dame Yet rock star. I would get the guy that played it. Play Pennywise. <laughs> I would get the guy that played Pennywise. Play why, why not Pete Davidson? I'd, I'd get Pete Davidson to play someone else. But yeah. Like, uh, if you want a tall, gangly guy that's kind of like. I don't like that casting. That was sarcastic. Who looks crazy? I would get the guy that played Pennywise. <laughs> yeah. He looks like he could be crazy. But Danny DeVito, I stand by my pick. <laughs> For Johnny Ramon. Johnny Ramon. Because if you want somebody to play an asshole. <laughs> you get Danny DeVito. But like, even watching that documentary as someone who's not a fan and you're going to tell me you're going to make a movie about it. 
it's all going to be negative toward Johnny Ramone. Yeah, and that's what an Linda's wanting to stop. Yeah, well, she could be played by goddamn Muppet. Like, <laughs> she looks like one anyway. Yeah, that's the so, funny thing. Oh, man, well, guess, guess what? Wapa wapa. <laughs> we got our casting. <laughs> well, before I, I get... You know what would be funny? So, like, when we were kids, you remember the Christmas Carol Muppet movie? Yeah, where, where it's the, where, the, the superior Christmas Carol movie. What's Michael Caine giving a Shakespearean-level acting, but he's talking to puppets? Let's just do that. <laughs> Bill Skarsgård, the guy that played Pennywise, with a bunch of Muppets. The Ramones, the hard R movie. <gasps> okay. <laughs> the R stands for Ramones. <laughs> Whatever. It's just a Muppet in the background talking about, I'm going to be a rapist. <laughs> well, before I get I would sued. buy that movie. <laughs> well, before I get sued by Linda or Mickey or Netflix. <laughs> Fuck them. Let's go ahead and move on to a subject in which oh, we uh, might get. B- before we do, we got to say rest in peace, Carl Weathers, Apollo Creed. What a great actor. Died at 76, man. Yeah. Fantastic. The one, long, long life. Him and Arnold Schwarzenegger to this day have the manliest bro handshake that is heard around the world. Mike. Dylan, you son of a bitch. <laughs> man, Mikey was so distraught in our group chat oh god it's so that sad. fucked him up because that has been like his go-to meme reference everything he uh, loves that scene tony leone man had a patch of dylan you son of a bitch it was the black arm and the white arm fucking grabbing man that that is, is such an a f- iconic scene it is an iconic scene and it's so over the top and it makes the movie because that movie is over the top. If you want me to stop doing something, put Predator on. <laughs> but like, like we could be podcasting right now, and like Rachel comes in, hey, what's this movie? And it's Predator. I'm like, uh, we're gonna take a pause. <laughs> we're watching Predator. We're like, well, you see, you see what happens. This is an analogy. We're like, He's actually six foot eight, and you could kill Arnold with his bare hands. <laughs> but no, it's it, it, Carl Weathers. Is such a nuanced character too because he could be funny. He could be in the sci-fi movie, you know, because he's a Mandalorian. You know, he's in that's gonna sp- be fucking hard to do. Now they've lost two people in their fucking. And now past. he's gonna govern that shitty little town, huh? Mando's gonna have to come out there and start shooting more thugs in the street because now they're gonna come back. Well, we heard the sheriffs did. Let's just uh, walk on down. See, I'm worried about the fucking Mandalorian curse at this point. Uh, that's two of their fucking cast members gone now. Yeah, they'll make it up. It's Disney. They'll pluck one from fucking some theater kid or some shit. But no, they'll kick, kick, kick some kid from Disney Kids or something to come out there and be somebody. Disney Kids. It's me. <laughs> Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> Waving the wand, but it's a lightsaber. You remember those, remember those antros? Yes. Yeah, it's just like, welcome to Disney. He's just like, oh, you fucking asshole. Ding, 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 ding. Check out our new Ramones movie. <laughs> Well, let's go ahead and move on over to our main topic. Terry Crews as Joey Ramone. <laughs> oh, that would be fascinating. The Rock as Johnny Ramone. Oh Pete Davidson as Dee Dee. J- no, Jack Black is Dee Dee. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's keep the tight, the tight Jumanji crew. Yes, might as well. Gillian Anderson as the first drummer. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the Empire Strikes Back. What a tight crew. 
<laughs> oh my god yeah let's get into this cluster fuck oh man we clocked in almost over two hours last time we're at 50 minutes now oh let's we got another hour and a half to go <laughs> hell yeah all right the empire strikes back should have been called what happens when you kick a hornet's nest because that's what happened this is the cause and effect the first movie is the cause the second movie is the effect it's such a great movie because of that so this is by far your favorite star wars movie second yeah second rogue one is my favorite okay rogue one is the battle hardened movie see i I figured that still would have been your number two i figured a classic still would have been at least your number one because of rogue one that became my number one very quickly because it was the story of how how it all starts you know this is the backdrop this is the behind the scenes these are the guys we don't hear about because Yes, they believe, you know, they talk about the Jedi, they reference them, but these were the guys on the ground. Jedi. The Jedi. But, like, these are the guys on the ground who sacrificed it all just to do this one thing. Mm-hmm. And this one thing sets off a set of events that are just tumultuous and terrifying. And so, like, it, it was the best one. And it plays into Empire so well. Like, it does. Like, it, it plays into so where it lets you know how vicious the Empire really are. And that's what's the fun thing about empire strikes back they're striking back yeah you know, all, all puns included but that's what they're doing it's just like you thought you could fight these guys and you did you you destroyed their biggest base you destroyed their best general their uh their best soldier technically is out in space somewhere just trying to collect himself and our ragtag group of people our rebels are on back on their heels again because they rested too long which mm-hmm. i brought up on the last episode maybe don't fucking celebrate maybe let's keep going let's start hunting star cruisers and shit can you imagine that imagine if you're like imagine you're you're an admiral on a star cruiser and you just heard the death star blew up yeah uh where's where's the chancellor at what's he got to say nine 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 nine, nine. <laughs> like that's what he's doing that's what the fuck he's doing yeah but like why aren't the rebels like hunting down star cruisers and destroy them? Is did the Empire boot and rally, and that's why we open up on fucking Hoth? You know, it, it's, a, it's a great little opener. Like I would love a movie between New Hope and Empire. It's like, what did they do, and make it like that? Uh, make it like um, that animated fan made thing, Tie oh, Fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But make it animated like that, a Star Wars anime. But it's about the bad guys boot and rally. And let's see, hey, how'd, how'd that girl get that cut on her face? You know, let's talk about how evil and sadistic these motherfuckers look in that. And it's just, you could get fans to do can you, Oh, man. God <laughs> but damn. you know none of this is going to happen. I know, but can you imagine if Disney just put out a bounty saying, we want fans to make a anime, not animated, anime, <laughs> uh, anime filler movie between New Hope an empire and them just kicking the rebels ass right up, up until we get to hoth like what did, where where did luke go did he just train some more and just hang out with han the whole time probably you know his his teacher's dead the uber driver's still here waiting you know <laughs> his dog's cool yeah like what did he do with his old house he's got a house on tatooine like he inherited like i mean i, w- I wouldn't want to live in a house my folks died in his uncle aunt but it still has all sense of purposes as folks who's going to harvest that dehumidifier yeah <laughs> well, i mean i feel like there's bigger problems at hand he just made yeah the same just people met, in jawas he, he just met space hitler yeah so i mean and that's why i love rogue one because it shows how vicious that motherfucker is mm-hmm. people could talk shit about disney all goddamn day and that's fine the movies aren't great but you tell me when george lucas made darth vader scary 
When? Never. Return of the Jedi. No, he's swinging a fucking lightsaber around. That's about it. And actually, there's some moments in this movie too that he gets in a little... Rogue One. Well, yes, that's borderline horror movie, Chris. But that's what you need to do. You need to make a villain scary because he's scary. What did he do in Obi Wan? He dragged that motherfucker through the fire. All right, he dragged a woman from her fucking kids and killed her. You tell me that's not badass Darth Vader. That's the bad guy. That's who I want to see. That's how you're going to tell a story of a bad guy. It's if such a shame those were such cool scenes and such an overall crap series. It is. But God damn it, that was fun to watch. Yeah, those scenes like, were cool. Because like I told you when I watched I'm like, <laughs> see? That's how you write a bad guy. And Disney, and all intents and purposes, know how to write villains. Because they, they are one. You're goddamn right. <laughs> but like they know how to write one. Who's like Some of the best villains in animated history are Disney villains. That is right. So like... You got the con for fucking Mulan. That dude's fucking scary as shit. <laughs> no, no, the, uh, and like he's like now all of China knows where you are. He's like good motherfucker stabs that dude. Like that's a villain. You know that's good. That's awesome. The bad guy from Hunchback of Notre Dame. Note your name. A religious nutbag. Yeah. So yeah, you you really knock out those villains. The white guy from Pocahontas. Like <laughs> <laughs> the savages. Savages. The white man is always the villain in Pocahontas. <laughs> But, like, they knew how to make a villain. And it's all predicated on this movie. Yeah. No, I'd agree. And I I think that's one of the few things Disney did well, mm-hmm. was to make him more scary and make him more villainous than he already was. Because I know George Lucas is trying to tell a redemption story. But if you don't show me him, like, <laughs> like 86 and some Ewoks every now and then, it's like, is he really that villainous? I- I have a little bit of an argument for that, um, and and I'll put a pin in it uh, for when we get to the movie, because I feel that there are a few scenes back-to-back in this film that really do set up Vader in a different way. So, you're looking at a bloodshed and brutality type type way. Yes, but would you say that every villain is cut the same way? This one, yeah, because we have context. Think about your, it's, you know, it's the early 80s. You're going to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. What is your context of Darth Vader? He killed Luke's father. Mm-hmm. He betrayed him. He's a betrayer. All Shakespearean level actor, which includes a lot of violence. So, I, thank you for mentioning all that. That actually leads into what I'll mention a little later yeah. on. So, when you're going into the movie, you're like, okay, this guy killed Luke's father. Luke has legitimate reason to kill this man mm-hmm. and avenges his own father. Okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But that's the context we have. Yeah. And that's the context George Lucas has. So these these are my critiques of the movie. But let's go into the story. It opens up, let's say, what, a year later? Give or Roughly, take? Roughly, yeah. Listen, enough time for the Empire to boot and rally and put the rebels on their heels. Because the the, the, the inner log, the, uh, the scrolling log at the beginning of the movie is like, the Empire strikes back. Big fucking letters. All right, the Empire is putting the Rebels on their heels, and they've chased them down. Our main guys, our main crew. Their Rebel base. Yeah, they, tra- they chased down SEAL Team 6 <laughs> uh, down to the planet of Hoth. Stupid name for a nice planet. <laughs> it sounds hot. It sounds Koth. Should have been named. Um, but it is a cool scene. Now we're now we're kind of expanding the universe a little bit. We went from a desert planet to an all-snow planet. That's cool. A mm-hmm. uh, little biodiversity. And 
we get that robot. Yes. The, the, the searcher robot. That thing is legitimately scary. Yes. Okay, that is some Matrix scary <laughs> shit. Okay. Uh, but no, it's searching, and we see... And I'm, I'm not sure, like, from the newer versions, I haven't really watched the newer versions, uh, if they've changed anything. But we see Luke yes. on a fucking Tauntaun. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sees this goddamn thing, and it's just like, hey, asshole. <laughs> and what does he do? Tries to shoot it. He tries to pop, pop, pop shot that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Does he automatically pull out a lightsaber? No. Which, he's a Jedi. He fucking should. But, like Obi-Wan, he's good with the gun. Yeah. <laughs> Every now and then, like he's good, but pop, like let's. How do you kill, how do you kill Grievous? You shoot him in the goddamn chest. Like you don't have to. You don't have to sh- fight him with a fucking so uncivilized. So, yeah, it's just like yeah, uh, that's fine. You can be Johnny Corleone and fucking drop a fucking gun and walk away like a bitch. But maybe keep that thing on you. Padme did. Padme kept a fucking pistol on her, her and, she, and she lived for a long time. She didn't get shot, did she? She died of sadness. <laughs> but she did, you can't shoot sadness with a gun unless you're Kurt Cobain. <laughs> Oh shit! That's a fucking shirt. <laughs> God damn! How do we get to the store, Kurt? I don't know, but I call shotgun. <laughs> hey, hey! I can say this. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of everybody. I, I fucking love it. Uh, but so, so he has an altercation with this fucking robot. Mm-hmm. His tauntaun does. Yep. Um. I do like the creatures. All right, that the the fact that it's claymation in the original, it's very cool. It's very and like some hand puppets. Yeah, yeah, but it looks it looks perfect for the time. You yeah, know? Uh, it does age well. Like even even now, it still and looks kind of good. And that's one of the things they never updated. There's still the claymation yeah. tauntaun. They didn't need to. Industrial Light and Magic did a perfect job. Mm-hmm. Um, so we find out that Luke's kind of he's down for the count. And that's what I kind of like about this movie. You know, our our burgeoning hero from the first movie, who all intents and purposes won everything, is now on his heels. Mm-hmm. That's how you start him out. He's on his heels in the first movie. He's poor. He wants to get the fuck out of there. Well, now he's out here in the shit, and he's in, knee deep in the fucking snow, and he's just like, fuck, this is rough. Yep, has an altercation with that, then gets smacked down by the abominable snowman thing yeah, and gets drug away. Yeah, the Wampa. Uh, Wampa, or whatever his fucking <laughs> name is. I forget, what is his name? Wampa. Is a Wampa. Yeah. Yeah, it's a... It's, uh, oh, what is it called? Uh, a bottle of snowman? What's the other one? I'm trying to think of the name of it. Anyway, he gets attacked by a fucking Indian deity. Um... <laughs> And now he's in an ice cave upside down. Yep. And then all the while, back at the snow base, Leia's base, yeah. like, uh, has anyone seen Luke? And Han's like, fucking why? No one cares about your fuck boy. Yeah. <laughs> no one cares. And then he's just like, fine. Actually, but and actually, in all honesty, we'll pay it correctly. He's just like, yo, okay, now actually, where is Luke? Yeah, where like, is he? he? He's like part of our leader team here. But that's that. He's part of like the OG crew now like these four Chewbacca Han Solo Luke and Leia that's our crew yeah everyone else is a even even C-3PO and R2 they're just side characters mm-hmm. there are um, there are storytellers yep. you know their background but these four need to stick together and one of them and everyone points to the I love you I know scene or you know the Han shot first one of them best delivered lines by Harrison Ford when he's talking to that guy and he's just like your tauntaun's hey. gonna die yeah yeah well he's just like hey uh, let's send a crew out there and let's look for Luke and he's just like yeah I don't know about that we're probably about to shut the doors 
He's like, well, I'm going out there and looking for Luke. He's like, yeah, your Tauntaun's going to freeze out there. He's You're like, crazy. You're yeah, going to die before you get so far out there. Uh, he's just like, all right, well, then I'll see you in hell. <laughs> it's just like, god damn. Hell exists in the uh, Star Wars canon. Yeah, but still, just you you know Harrison loved delivering that line. And it's it's, a cool it's line. one of the few lines he delivered like clearly. Yeah. It's a manly line, though. It's It's... it's the anti-hero line I'll see you in hell mm-hmm. you'll die before you get through me well then I'll see you in hell but that's our tropes you know we have our strong female character we have our Clint Eastwood type character Han Solo mm-hmm. and we have our King Arthur character our, our Luke Skywalker you know his it's all analogies for like a bunch of other characters that he's stealing yep. to put he, it's like an Avengers of like classic literature that he's, he wrote and so he goes out there yep and we cut back to Luke in the cave. Upside um, down. Upside down. Well, I'll be goddamn. <laughs> and this is one of the first times we get some big changes between the original and the special mm-hmm. editions. Uh, which do you prefer? Uh, in the original, we didn't get a lot of cuts to the abominable snowman creature thing. Um, it was really kind of played up as like a mystery. You saw like a bit of the horn, a little bit of his back moving. Um, and then you got like a quick shot of him looking lunging toward Luke as Luke finally grabs the lightsaber, cuts himself loose, chops the arm off. You see the arm fall, and then he runs out. In the new version, you see a full person in a full suit chawing down on the tauntaun, everything else, you know, looks up, you know, a piece strips down. You And, like, they fully acted out, and then, like, the arm drops, it cuts back to him, all that shit. Which do you prefer, kind of the mystery of it all, or showing the full beast? The full beast, because because this one it's not a monster movie. Okay, this is just another creature of the Star Wars universe. Let's go ahead and give him his full regalia. Now, if this was a movie about him being hunted down in some caves, yeah, we, yeah, let's make it mysterious. But now, this in this context, yeah, they did the right thing by showing the full art of the creature this is what we put into it this is the scary part of like hey that tauntaun that sentient being you were fucking riding it died uh and it kind of plays on top of the force a little bit uh because he's you know he's constantly he sees his lightsaber and it's just sitting there and he's trying to like use the force to get it and he gets it last second but i think it adds kind of more dynamism more uh suspense conflict between him and the creature when you see the full creature and the size because we're not really sure like when you when they do the lunge we assume the size of the creature but this one is like oh shit this is the fucking sasquatch of the snow and he's gonna fuck your shit up <laughs> uh okay yeah because he drug you here and he drunk a fucking tauntaun here so he's strong as fuck and so yeah the coca-cola polar bear is gonna fuck you up <laughs> and, and you know what and i've kind of teetered back and forth throughout the years but i'm i'm locked up with you 100 percent on that because Back in the day, I still kind of preferred the original because I was always like a classic horror movie fan. I always liked a little bit of stuff kind of left up to the imagination. However, as more time's gone on, exactly what you're saying, I think fully seeing the monster because it was such a one-off. It, it, it served it a lot better. And honestly, I think that's one of the few special edition changes that I actually prefer over the original. Um, but yeah, going into the scene, um, he, he attacks the wampum mm-hmm. um, and cuts himself loose. Uh, he does this cool little flip. Yeah. 
which kind of plays into the acrobatics of it all. Uh, if you ever get a, if it, anybody listening to this ever gets a chance uh, to play the Super Star Wars games for the SNES, uh, that's the biggest dynamic in the Empire game is Luke Skywalker jumping around doing flips. Yeah, that's like like you have to learn how to do that to get around in the game, and it's fucking wild to watch because <laughs> he is like. Simone Biles level flipping and shit like he's a yeah. US gymnast you know it's just like get the fuck out of here but um, but yeah so he's like he's not doing well like after that after that whole encounter because his face is fucked up to begin with because you could tell where he, like he's, he either landed or that Paul when it smacked him in the face yeah. b- blacked his eye out and so mm-hmm. that eye is fucked yep yeah um, now he's laying in the snow and I have to say as much as I love this movie this has to be the goofiest scene ben. in any Star Wars ben. Luke, you must go to the Dagobah system. Ben. Use the force and help me the fuck up, bro. Ben? You will meet a, a Jedi master named Yoda. Ben! ben. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? It's like, a, all right, so, for, so Force Ghost exists. We know that. Now, Force Ghost exists. He sees him, and then he does the whole shadow effect where Ben disappears, and there's Han Solo. Yeah. And his Tauntaun died. Han Solo's Tauntaun died, like the guy said, because that guy was probably a fucking specialist. He was on that fucking planet for a long time. <laughs> I think there was a robot chicken scene where it was just like, well, I'll see you in hell, and it just leaves, and it's like, all right. Closes the door. <laughs> Get fucked. Uh, like, Fuck so, you too. So Han Solo decides to pull out the laser sword. <laughs> I think that's so cool. It's the only time we've ever seen Han with a lightsaber. Yeah, uh, and he kill, he cuts open a fucking animal, and he's like, "This is going to be fucking disgusting." Let me just jab you in there. Let me just <laughs> let me just put you in there real and quick. I thought they smelled bad on the outside. That would have been a great line in Midsummer with the bear. God damn it. That, that, you didn't think I could put Midsommar in here? Somewhere? <laughs> uh, uh, I will. I'll find a way to put that in anywhere. But next morning, they send out SEAL Team 6. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got him. Uh, hey, down here, down here. He's got the flare and shit. Yep. All right. So so the Rebels have kind of... All right. So we got a cool little opener. All right. So we had some... He's getting healed up in the back to tank. Oh, yeah. the Because that's uh, immediately after. Yeah. That is a ripoff of a fucking sci-fi movie. I can never remember the name of this Well, everything movie. else has been a ripoff so yeah. far. But, uh, yeah, he's in, he's in this pool of water healing or whatever. Um, they zap the water and he starts floating. Yeah. Uh, another thing is it's like you have all this yet their mom died of sadness well that's what happens after people die of sadness they they improve their technology I suppose sadness that's what, that's what got her huh? died of a broken heart can you imagine if he, she it's had the got, Johnny Cash syndrome can you imagine if she had got love tapped by a lightsaber instead <sighs> and stayed alive like forced herself alive to keep those two what a more compelling story that would have been Oh, man. Call me George Lucas, because I need $4 billion for my fucking ideas, you fucking dolt. <laughs> but, yeah, so he's healing, healing the fuck up. He's back on the mend. Laying and, in bed. And you know what I liked about this? This is the coolest they've ever looked, in my opinion. Leia looks good. Han looks cool as fuck. You know, Luke's on the mend, but when he gets in that fucking orange jumpsuit, that fucking squadron that's when I think they look the best. And that's what I loved about this movie. Like, really there's too many costumes in the second, uh, third movie. There's too much going on. And I'm like, 
y'all consolidated this down to this and it looked fantastic yeah whoever the set designer was whoever the costume person was did their job right um but as luke's chilling in the bed we get a very controversial now scene yeah yeah so i could tell where this is where george lucas wanted to do the love triangle it's you know he's mouthing off to leia and leia just looks at him and just plants one on fucking luke yeah, because it, it's some some of the small shit back and forth is you know Han and Leia have kind of had a little bit of a tension before even Luke showed back up. Oh yeah, there there is a there's an attraction there, but it's also fueled by hate, uh, and like this, like all good relationships. Yeah, yeah but like it, it's it's the it's not quite the sit and Nancy, but it's it's <laughs> it's there, <laughs> it's close. Uh, but no, she plants one on Luke to do to spawn jealousy basically and i could tell this is where he was going and i think if he had kept it that way it'd been a more compelling story because you could have done that with darth vader too like darth vader's not his daddy he killed his daddy and leia could just be a person from fucking alderaan who's just a badass it's okay to have other characters in the universe that aren't fucking skywalkers who can fuck shit up that's fine i don't don't know i kind of Outside of that kiss, I kind of like the idea of Leia being Luke's sister. Gross. Guessing. <laughs> mainstream effect, mainstream vocation of incest. It's no, disgusting. I said outside of that. I said it was gross. It's disgusting. You're right. I'm not a, condoning it. It's whatever that weird category on Pornhub is. Yeah. Well, it's banned now. Who gives a shit in North Carolina? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Dante's in a tizzy about it. That's why he's been so energetic. I guess. Yeah, I told you you like what you like, man. I'm no, no judge, but judgment. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But yeah, so uh, what is it? They they wind up hearing that empire the empires come and they hear like radio transmission or yeah, something. Yeah, so so the Stark uh, Stark uh, Stark crews that's in the area, their uh, scout is knocked out by Luke. So they're like, "Oh shit, your boy's here. Uh, let's let's go ahead and plant one." And this is the dumbest thing the Empire ever does: is there's a base and you're coming from space. Uh, let's why don't we just airdrop in? directly on top no let's go about 15 miles out and airdrop our at at and atsts who go about i want to say 15 miles an hour <laughs> give or take yeah uh they're about seven stories tall impractical uh but you have tie fighters one lot of dialogue could have cor- corrected this the tie fighters can't make it in the cold like that yeah one line well, of dialogue. Well, well, they're not good for close range like that. Yeah, they're space fighters. Yeah. They're not good for you know. It's like saying uh, I can't use you know F twenty twos in this little area. It wouldn't make sense. Let's use some helicopters or something like that. But the rebels, they have the little um, what is that ship called? A wings. Yeah, the little A wings. Those things are badass. Those are one of the coolest things Skywalker or uh, Industrial Light and Magic ever made. Those things are cool. That's the coolest thing Skywalker done made. I like because them. it's got a co pilot. It's one of the few ships that has that needs two people because it can shoot let, uh, backward in front. Uh, and then we get like the one scene. All right, so so they got a boot and rally. The rebels are like whoop whoop. Sound of the police. <laughs> sound of the police. <laughs> yeah. just, oh fuck! This is sound of the beasts. Oh, that I think that song would fit pretty good if you were to go back and redub that. Oh whoop, shit! Whoop. It is the sound of the police. Whoop whoop! It's the sound of the beast. And Vader just comes out that motherfucker. Oh, shut the fuck up! <laughs> Luke Skywalker says, "Shut the fuck up." <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so so the Empire's coming. And so they're kind of booting, rallying a little oh, bit. Oh, Lord, they're coming. <laughs> and they think they can hold it. 
that's that's the audacity of the rebels they think they can hold it uh but those atscs are just walking artillery you know they're just fucking fucking their shit up um and it's kind of a more violent way if we've ever seen the empire fight up until this point because it is the second movie we know the empire of the bad guys but this is how fucking rough they are because they have special snowtroopers. yeah because all, all we've really seen is just their aerial battles and like mm-hmm. how they act on base yeah but store uh, but like we see the stormtroopers for hoth and those motherfuckers are badass all right they they're built for the snow it's like we we got guys that are just for that and the rebels still look like ragtag guys like they're their clothes don't look the same you know a lot of them are just wearing ragtag shit the pilots have uniforms other than that the rebels don't have uniforms if you've ever noticed that yep but uh they hop into a wing luke and uh dak yeah um man i'm so excited i could feel like i beat the empire by myself hey you hear that guys dak's got this <laughs> y'all can go home yeah. and dak, he's like oh yeah i got this Woo! And it's like a family guy moment where he takes the shit get ready hey empire get ready to suck some dak boom and he explodes i'm like that would have been fucking hilarious he's just getting shot like immediately but no luke tries to take on an atst mm-hmm. with his co-pilot who dies um <laughs> But like it's that part of the uh, uh, the Rogue Squadron games that is like the yeah. hardest part where you're trying to and it's and it, God damn it it's comicy. We're gonna st- string these motherfuckers up with some fucking power line real quick. Hell yeah, brother, <laughs> dude! What kind of fucking hick bullshit? <sighs> All right, fine. Use the snare trap on this motherfucker. I do think one of the coolest bits though was uh when Luke used his uh zip line. Mm-hmm. connected to it got all the way up used his lightsaber and like basically gutted it and then like hopped yeah. down that was a cool bit well it would have been funny if he made it all the way in and just killed the pilots god can you imagine how fucking vicious that would be just a lightsaber Com- swing commandeer the thing not even commandeer just kill the pilots and just str- cut the whole fucking neck off and just eject out and be like flip <laughs> <laughs> oh man that would have been Skywalker bitches. <laughs> I am the one <laughs> And just like fucking backflips out that motherfucker and gets the gold and does like the, the, the flying Y or whatever. Uh, he sticks the land and he's on the corpse of a fucking dead Imperial. And all the while, uh, one of my first points of Vader being a scary villain in this movie. Every time he is on screen so far, he's not speaking slow. Like, um, um, James Earl Jones is not doing his, you know, you are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Take her away. It's board the ship. Da, da, da. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah. He's speaking very poignant, very sharp. His movements are very robotic and yeah. just in it. When uh, the first scene I'm thinking of is when the snowtroopers bust through yep. kind of like the uh, the calm area. Yeah. He is walking in like a motherfucker that's looking for some money. You know, it's just he is looking for that bitch and his money. And they carry that kind of strong stance that entire movie. And I think that's what kind of creates that scariness. Because, again, you have to think of context of only the first movie. That's all we have. We we have mental context of everything else. This might as well turn this room into a blender real quick. Yeah. But imagine just the context of the first movie. 
Vader has some pretty intense scenes in this film and even more so later on. And I don't think that pure death and bloodshed has to do it. He's almost the mob boss. The mob boss is someone to be feared. You don't see him with a gun in his hand. You don't see him with blood everywhere. However, you know you don't cross this motherfucker. But to me, to me, where it's always like the soldiers are there first. It's like if this guy's your top tier guy, and we have the three basically criminals, terrorists. That's the guy I would send first. I'd send him with some troopers, but the first one through the door better be fucking him because I've created this guy. You know, this guy's the villain. This guy killed a Jedi Master, survived the Death Star, and is now chasing the people that destroyed his basic you know, well, ship. I mean, every every good leader has their bodyguards, though. So you've got people in front and behind. You have yeah. to protect yourself. But we know that he's not a leader because the leader gets killed on the Death Star. <laughs> well, we don't know who is leading him now, though. Yeah. So, so, but yeah, so you could, all intents and purposes, believe that Vader is now running the shit. So, but anyway, we, we go into the context of, and this is this is where I have a myth. Uh, they left something out. The deleted scene. Uh, C-3PO is psychotic. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. C-3PO, uh, in a deleted scene, kills a bunch of stormtroopers, runs away, sees a door that says, do not fucking open because there's something in this goddamn thing, and he rips the warning label off of it. And keeps running. It saunters on. He saunters. He doesn't run. He saunters. <laughs> Uh, we know why he saunters. He's shuffled. He's a shiny gold man. <laughs> uh, he's a fancy boy. Um, <laughs> so he throws up, and some snowtroopers like in here, and a fucking monster fucking bear bear grabs that motherfucker. He's like, oh my god! I love it. And the second one just like closes the door. He's like, okay. <laughs> like what would what, what, what have been funny if it was like which is a cutaway of just a stormtrooper's arm holding the fucking warning label on the ground <laughs> and like troopers just seeing that and running like, just, <laughs> sons of bitches son of a bitch but so they're on their heels um luke almost dies yeah because his ship crashes and he almost gets stepped on which doesn't make any goddamn sense unless he like crashed like two seconds before that fucking giant foot came down and you know, I'll let it go because, you know, that's the iconic scene is the opener on well, Hoth. Well, and, and, his, and his belt was stuck. Goddamn seatbelts, man. It killed Earnhardt and killed him. <laughs> Fuck. God damn it. That's why I never wear one. I swear, I want to be thrown clean. <laughs> I want to be thrown clean. You always heard them stories back in the day. I want to be thrown clean. Thrown through the glass. <laughs> I ain't getting decapitated. Oh, hell no, man. If I can't enjoy a couple beers after work, what's the point? <laughs> God. Uh, a couple blue milks after work you know what I'm saying alright so they're fleeing like a motherfucker <laughs> but here's the fucking audacity of Luke I gotta separate you guys I gotta go somewhere else and I'm just like if I'm Han I'm smacking that motherfucker in the mouth no you're not this is but I have to see this dude named then we all Yoda. go let's all go come on let's make it a family trip real quick no you go see your friend in the cloud world I'm gonna go this way no I'm good I haven't seen him in you know let's say 20 years what's another fucking day like come on <laughs> You think he's going to give a shit? No. And the scale that I'm missing, this motherfucker, yeah, it's fine. Let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, but nah. Nah. They separate, and it's a fucking joke. Um, he takes an X-Wing, a spare. I love that there's a spare. Oh, yeah, totally. Him and R2 hop in that motherfucker and 
boogie on out. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, he's a better pilot now because he's you know he's a little bit straighter on the trigger, but he still crashes the son of a bitch. That's what gets me. He's he's a terrible pilot in all types well, of Well, I mean, who could have landed on that planet? A Jedi. A real Jedi. Well, that's why he's going to become a real Jedi. Maybe should have took some instructions on how to pilot a goddamn jet. I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not being an asshole about this. I'm being practical. Look, his daddy was a good pilot. It'll, it'll fly in court. That's not gen- like genetics does not ta- determine whether or not you're good at fucking driving. No, it's like my daddy's a cop. Yeah, <laughs> my yeah. daddy's a good pilot. It'll pass in court. Yeah, what a fucking shit show. <laughs> goddamn Skywalkers ruling the galaxy with their bullshit. Anyway, so back, in my day, back in my day, the, the galaxy was fine before the Skywalkers came. It's going to be fine after the Skywalkers go. Try to make the galaxy great again. <sighs> so they decide to head to Cloud City, Vespin. Yes. Another cool, dynamic kind of city. It's a mm-hmm. city in the clouds. It's the future. It's the Jetsons. <laughs> okay, that's what it is. It's the it fucking literally Jetsons, is the Jetsons. And he ripped that shit off, too. Because Spacely Sprocket has a thing on his ears and head that wrap around his head. Guess what Lando Calrissian's number two android buddy has? He's a bald dude with a thing around his goddamn head. Yep. That's George Jetson's boss. George Jetson's there somewhere. <laughs> working hard at the Sprocket Corporation. Vader already threw him off the bridge. But if I remember before this happens, uh, they decide to hide in a meteor. Yes. They hide in an asteroid field. And um, this was a very cool scene because it's a horror aspect. But uh, there's something not quite right about this cave. And it's just like, oh, wait, there's an atmosphere on here. They casually walk out of the millennium falcon with a gas mask on yeah and it sounds like they're stepping on macaroni and cheese it It, sounds like mommy and and daddy and here comes chewbacca with a fucking crossbow space crossbow badass weapon and apparently is the most badass weapon in the whole goddamn series it's like of all the weapons in all of star wars this is the most dangerous fucking rifle anyone owns is was it called the bowcaster or something like that yeah Dude, of course Chewbacca's got the fucking Gatling gun of fucking lasers, man. This thing is massive. And it looks like, in the game, it's like a one-shot kill yeah. in the games. But it's just like, that is super fucking overpowered. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But uh, they turns out it's in, they're inside of a giant creature inside the giant meteor. Space worm. Yeah, space worm. And this is why I like to edit. Because the original, it's a giant Muppet. <laughs> and it still is. It's still, but yeah, like, they never changed that. I've ever seen a changed version somewhere. There. Really? Yeah, it was. It was a think, CG, and that may have been. A it was a CGI texture. Thing? No, I'm pretty sure it's in one of the movies. It was one of the VHS ones. I don't know. It's been mm. a while since I've seen this movie. I'm going. On Either way, it's a good scene. Yeah, it's fucking scary because they're like, oh fuck, and you see the teeth close, and it's that Han Solo Wild Wild West fucking gone out this bitch. <laughs> and, and he still got C3PO with him for some goddamn reason. But it, it's it's a cutaway between Han Solo and Leia mm-hmm. and Luke. Yes, the dual stories, and we get the swamp edits. Yeah, the- Luke's be bopping along. Uh, R two almost drowns and then starts puking. Yep, and the uh, the satanic creature Jim Henson has created has mm-hmm. arrived. This is like ugh. <laughs> This is where I kind of enjoy some of the edits a little bit more mm-hmm. on the swamp end instead of the other side where it's the Vespin. Vespin yeah. was done fine. You didn't need to edit a lot of that. The, the This one you kind of did because you needed a little bit more clearer shots. You, 
there is a lot of, like i've seen side by sides where it's darker it's, yeah. you can't really see a lot uh the textures of the muppet the muppet is done well mm-hmm. in light but outside of that in the darkness it doesn't transfer well yeah so they do yeah they did a lot of color corrections they didn't do a lot of cgi enhancements yeah. but they did a lot of color correction yeah because you want to you want to so, show off you know the three guys that had to operate fucking Yoda and the two guys that had to operate R2, you know? And actually, uh, we didn't mention this in the last episode, but another interesting color edit that they did in A New Hope is uh, in that final trench scene, R2 was actually filmed with black panels because of the way they had to shoot that scene. And then they kind of tried to color correct it in the 70s, but they weren't able to really quite match it. And then in the special editions, they were like, fuck it, we can just, we can make them fucking green if we wanted to, but we'll just just give them the blue panels (laughs) on his head. Yeah, um, But yeah, we we were introduced to the main Jedi of our story, Yoda. Mm-hmm. Our new old man Merlin type character. That's that's basically what he is, a Merlin character. Um, to guide our character along um, in spirit. Um, but he's he's just like Kenobi, man. He's hiding some shit. He's not saying everything he needs to. And it's fucking, Acting like some fucking weirdo. Oh, who do you see? <laughs> that is dumb. <laughs> that is dumb. You didn't like that? Nope. About as much as I like Jar Jar Binks. Really? Yeah. No matter so, so you so you rate Yoda up there with Jar Jar. That fucking weird ass laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that I, it, it takes me out of it a little you, bit. So I understand it's a fucking kids movie. I get well, it. Well, not just that, but I was gonna say. So like, you're you're also imagining prequel Yoda, where he's speaking very, you know, you know, logically, and you know, to a crew, and you mm. know, very dictatorially. After episode three, for all intents and purposes, the the dude's been living by himself. That's true. Uh, so this, imagine this is where a Chris rewrite would have came in, where it's not Yoda he meets, it's Mace Windu. Oh my god! Can you imagine how more compelling of a story it would have been if it was Mace Windu hiding out the whole fucking time with with nubs? No, he, but again, you're thinking of context I know, of the with the I know, prequels. But I'm saying if I was to rewrite it, yeah. Like I've said, like multiple times, this is how I would have rewrote it. <laughs> Mace Windu was on Dagobah, you know, learning new parts of the Force to combat the Sith and bring balance to the Force. Because Yoda probably was murdered. <laughs> he was killed with like a can of raid or something. But yes, it takes him back to his spot. Even it, yeah, it, hey, well, come check out my little house, you tall motherfucker. Uh-huh. Uh It's gonna be uncomfortable. Just say it. Deal uh, with it. Uh, there's nowhere to sit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and your robot. And I'll, and I'll show you ro- and I'll show you Yoda over there. Yeah. Uh, and your uh, and your robot. He can stay outside. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. <laughs> Second movie in a row. Racism toward robots. Yep. Uh, and this is a you know the, the actual context of everything is just if he knew he had wrote the prequels and he knew R two was going to be part of it. Bloop, 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 bloop. I'm like Yoda been like, don't fucking say my name out loud. You don't know me. You don't fucking know me. <laughs> did they ever cross yeah they did you're right r2 meets everyone (laughs) r2's a spy for palpatine r2 knows all r2's a spy for palpatine that's a theory a movie a film theory a chris theory (laughs) thanks for listening those blue panels pop off and it's all black (laughs) Ah, i'm a sith the whole time motherfucker he's been trying to get to that uh what was the, the the bad the bad planet at the end of Mustafar? Yeah, he's... He, no, 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 no. The, the last movie. Uh, <clears throat> I'm a Skywalker. This is it. Uh, the last movie. Tatooine? Rise of Skywalker. Oh. Where is the, the bad planet? <laughs> the Sith planet. Just R2 oh, showing up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, R2 yeah. showing up. Hey, you forgot your lightsaber in that cor- uh, conference room. 
It's, a, it's just R2's had that red lightsaber, that badass pearly one, the whole fucking time. God. What a dick. He had it the whole time. But no, it, Yoda, this is the big teaching moment. This is where we get our fucking rocky montage of just like let's do some push-ups and calisthenics it's well, it, it, well at the hut is when he finally explains to him he's like well i'm yoda motherfucker yeah he's like what you he's like do not deceive me by my side do not be deceived by my size motherfucker I and then be, yeah i can and, do 360 flips and fight a fucking sith knight he's like motherfucker. really yeah yeah i've done it twice Let's do it. Yeah, let's boom. Rise and boom. boom. <laughs> Rise and boom. Just eye the tiger. Just play it. Just, the fact that, that George Lucas, I understand you want John Williams, but Kenny Loggins is right there. Waiting. I am the tiger. Just on the fucking, like, I got this song. Bum, 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 bum. It's going to be better than the Flash Gordon one. I swear to God. Bum, <laughs> bum, 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 bum. <laughs> it's just like, Flash. Another ripoff. I hate that song. I love that song because I love the movie. It's so fucking stupid. Flash Gordon fights a white man dressed like an Asian. One of my old drummers, he used to work at the uh, same warehouse I did, and we have like one of those uh, Sonos speakers. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what the fuck happened, but he was listening to that record. Oh, the Flash Gordon record? Uh Uh-huh. And it got stuck on that one song on repeat oh, yeah. and he went to lunch so for 30 minutes straight it's just flash. in the background I hear flash ah, 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 savior of the universe <laughs> you got, you got, if you're white if you're white you gotta say that part he'll save every one of us and it's just actually just like uh, like parts from the movie yeah being said over over the track see yeah I, I, I am done with that you would have loved it when uh, Darth Vader came on stage for Queen and he rode on his so- he was on his shoulders. Seen that, yeah. yeah. That'd be pretty fucked up because the whole time you know what he's singing? Bicycle. <laughs> and I don't like Star Wars. And it's like that's a lyric of the song. He's riding Darth Vader. So like, <laughs> that's pretty fucking rock and roll, bro. But uh, so between that, you know, our montage scene of he's actually learning what he can do with the force. Up. Up. Yeah. Ah, the tiger motherfucker just shows flashbacks of his parents getting fucking murdered and fucking Obi-Wan getting killed and them having to shoot fucking stormtroopers in the back of the head to keep the fucking silence, you know? And it's just all the horrific shit he's had to do from fucking New Hope to goddamn Hoth. And it's just, yeah. I got the tiger. And it's just him like stabbing shit with a lightsaber to see what it works. Yeah. He killed Tauntauns and all kinds of shit, just nasty shit. But yeah, but as this is going on, we're introduced to Vespin. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's come on down to Cloud City. The price is right. Yes, is. We, we we got uh we, we got some Colt forty five. The one toy I regret not having was the Lego double red ships. Yeah, you heard I always wanted one, even though they looked dumber and shit. But like <laughs> they looked, I wanted one because they were all, they was always this at the, is dollar. the flying double leg. Yeah, but it's like they were always at Dollar General, and I just never got one. I'm just like, yeah. that was back when Legos were cheap too. God damn, that was what a time to be alive. <laughs> But no, we're introduced to Han Solo's ex-best friend. Yes. Lando Calrissian. Friend of me. Friend of me. Uh, Lando is the smoothest talking motherfucker in the galaxy. And Leia about to fall for it. And Han's just like, look, let me (laughs) tell you about my buddy Lando. Uh, He's a smooth talking pimp. Uh, Maybe from Memphis. (laughs) Uh, But watch watch yourself around him. Mm Mm-hmm. And he actually kind of lulls them in because that's that's something good Lando's good about. We know this context now, but Clarence Williams or what is, uh, what's his real name? Is it Clarence Williams the third? No, 
What's Lando's real name? In real life. Oh, Williams, oh, oh, no. oh um, Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams. But yeah, Billy D. Williams in real life is a smooth talking guy. So he's yeah. basically playing himself in the yeah. movie. <laughs> that's what's, that's what's for, for a second, I thought you were trying to talk, like, because you said with context now, I thought you were talking about the solo movie. So yeah. I was trying to figure out which. I will say the solo movie gives a better context of how Lando is and why he's like that. Because in the solo movie, you've never seen it. In the solo movie, Lando has very set a very certain set of rules to live by. And those rules betrayed him, and that's why he's like that. That includes screwing a robot. Robot? No, he just really loves robots. <laughs> Clearly, we, we, we assume that he fucks them <laughs> because his dick's too powerful for, for human women. But that's but Disney changed that when they made him a abandoned father. But that's that'll come up later, and <laughs> that's that's in a few in, weeks. Uh, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> seven episodes from now. Yeah, we'll get to that. Trust me, we'll get to how he's a shitty father. He's probably just on a drunk bender, went out for some space milk and never came back. <laughs> went out for some death, death sticks. sticks. I was going to say that. <laughs> went out for a pack of death sticks, and never came home. <laughs> but uh, but no, we. This is the big betrayal. You know, this mm-hmm. is the cool scene. This is the Vader scene. And this is a I don't option see it, number two. I, I didn't see it as scary. I just it doesn't seem as like as over the top as a villain. Like it just seems like gotcha, bitch. So I so I'm going to kind of combine a handful of these scenes together. The meeting in the dining room, which by the way, I want to see the continuation of that. The robot chicken, like. <laughs> Daddy, this is my boyfriend. Shut the fuck up. Yes. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's just like they're being he's using the force to hold their hands down on the fucking table and probably like forcing Han Solo to like comically grab a cup and put it to his face and he's just like shaking it and it's just like getting all over his face and he's drinking oh. it. It's like that would have been some campy fucking bullshit because I bet you they filmed it and destroyed it because Han Solo probably looked like he had fucking Tourette's. <laughs> so again, one of the reasons I point to Vader being a scary villain in this one. Walks in, stops the blasters with his hand and fucking hits them with the it would be an honor if you would join us fucking dick as big as a goddamn lightsaber on that fucking table right there like sit the fuck down assholes why the fuck you coming in my place trying to shoot at me yeah sit your ass down it's not much a villain anymore the badass thing that's just how i saw it and, and to me that makes for a good villain what's the scene right after that bam he's got han in front of this fucking like torture looking thing cuts away you hear han screaming his fucking lungs out he fucking walks well he's just like oh oh you don't fucking like what i'm doing here well i'll fucking take more of your shit how about that yeah pray i don't alter the deal Uh uh-huh he's like this deal keeps getting worse and worse pray i don't alter it further motherfucker and fucking turns out and walks out cold-blooded he fucking walked into lando's spot fucking took the fuck over all because he wants luke all for one person took control of a city for one person, but another that thing, to me is a scary villain. Not to me. It just seems like a mobster. <laughs> it, it, and a mobster's a scary villain. A mobster's got connections. Not to me. Not to me. It okay, is, so not to get too real life. What's more scary to you, a mobster that's got your number, he's got your name, he's got your ass, or a fucking maniac running around downtown with a gun probably a maniac 
this is why this is this is kind of a, a personal thing this is why i don't understand the, the crime that is extortion okay if i come to you and i beat your ass and i tell you give me money every week so i don't beat your ass and but i want to make sure no one else beats your ass too that's a stupid crime there's nothing really stopping me you know being in that situation being like so let me get this straight if i give you money you won't attack me right that's extortion obviously you're here under criminal pretense so the authorities don't know you're here what's to stop me from killing you protect myself and just not worrying about paying your stupid italian ass well because then the rest of my goons are becoming well, after you that's the thing that's not how extortion works they don't know you're there they're out there to do extortion but they don't exactly know where you're at you're assuming that this group uh has an infrastructure that knows where you're at at all times well if you're heading out to go collect some funds you the head honcho knows the head honcho knows where you're going to collect but if he tries to extort money from someone new the head honcho is going like what do you mean what do you mean he took a took took a ride on b street where do you go there's a bunch of stores down there he met irish krish <laughs> Irish Chris is out there. He's just like, hey, uh, have you seen our buddy uh, Johnny Fatone? No, not, go ask Triple C, Chris. Uh, I have not. Uh, would you like a sandwich? <laughs> it's new. It's Italian BMT. You got any gabagoo? I got all the gabagoo. <laughs> it's Fatone gabagoo, actually. <laughs> Good thing you posted that out. I chopped your goddamn Italian friend up and served him as a Tuesday special. <laughs> And this is why the Irish mob and the Italian mob don't get along, because there was actually an incident where that happened. Oh. Uh, one guy fed a dude to another guy under the pretense that it was meat. Enjoy your sandwich, motherfucker. It was people. <laughs> mm. People. It hits the spot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cannibals are liars, though. Uh, but no, it's like it, it, that's why mobsters aren't scary to me. Yeah. They're thugs. Someone who doesn't know what their own next move is that's really scary yeah yeah you, you know, if i got somebody wheeling and dealing through the goddamn streets going fucking ape shit and like i can't tell where he's going yeah that's scary yeah but a mobster is more less threatening oh yeah and subplot by the way on all this after they walk in 3po just fucks off by himself yeah just, just wanders into a room and gets shot yeah yeah he, he's, he's he's part of scrap yeah they tried to scrap his ass even though this is something darth vader built with his bare kid hands <laughs> yep. back when he had hands and uh, a comic book actually kind of filled in that gap uh he didn't full like he was going through like it, i think it was because that right before chewy finds him was right after the han interrogation when he's walks out from lando and he's like pray i don't alter the deal any further when he's walking through he sees this is in the comic book he sees the 3po head in one of the bins yeah he picks it up not knowing it was his but picks it up and waxes poetic and has a little memory thing of this was the first droid i ever really built was a 3po unit very similar to this it had a and kind of like took the back off and was just like yeah very similar circuitry the scent and the other the scent but and like put puts the little headpiece back together kind of looks at it and you see him just kind of like gently put it back on the pile and just turns out and walks out yeah in a couple weeks we'll talk about him building 3PO. Yes. Because I have some critiques about that. That is a rather interesting move that Lucas made. Yeah. But it's the six Lucas movies. Who gives a shit? Yep. Um, but then but then uh, the, the family dog finds the uh the So he, he's loose. That's yeah. what's crazy. Is Lando turns him loose. Mm-hmm. And Lando's uh buddy, the android, I forget yeah. his name, is like Johnny Lobo. On, Lobo. Lobo. Is Johnny on the fucking spot when it comes to 
espionage because it's like oh shit my boss is telling me to go here here and here and so lando has decided you know what fuck the empire the rebels is probably the best way to go i've had it good here for a while it's time to dip yeah i've I've done something wrong here obviously something i made a mistake um but chewie please quit choking me yeah chewie like the fuck go you fucking goddamn pit bull (laughs) Uh, i'm your master now (laughs) step two uh where's your mom Uh, (laughs) but no like we get the back alley deal between boba fett and darth vader Mm -hmm. so han solo is is basically sold to boba fett for the bounty yeah uh and is going to be taken back to tatooine Mm -hmm. okay we know where this is going leia said her goodbyes to him in a way it's very condescending uh but we're back on dagobah mm-hmm. and he's less like my friends are in trouble and yeah, i can feel it and yoda's like well you know what i felt a thousand my fucking people die it's okay if you feel like two motherfuckers is in trouble now let me tell you how i survived the clone wars but they're my friends though uh, i had a friend too he lost both his arms he got lightning struck out the window you don't think I miss him, huh? You know, Luke, he is correct. You're fucking back. Yeah, you're better than hell. Way to go, dumbass. We're all here because of your fuck up. If I remember correctly, you and Qui-Gon had just had to pick him up, didn't you? You had to put some money down on some goddamn racing because your gambling addict master decided to bet the whole goddamn universe on this fucking little kid. I'm living in a swamp and all our fucking buddies are dead. Way to go, dipshit. You and your fucking rat tail fucked us all, didn't it? <laughs> all the while, Luke's just like slowly climbing in the X-wing. Yeah, it just is like, okay. He's, talk- <laughs> he's, in- he's sundowning. <laughs> he's talking to a ghost. And he's like bebopping into the x But before that, uh, Yoda shows him like how to. How to. Well, the maximum part of the, the force was, let me show you. what or, You're bitching all the time. Let me show you how what I could do with the force. You can barely move a rock. But look, and he I picks up do. a fucking space fighter and picks it up. Bam. There it is. He, but he warns them. He's like, you get in that ship and go. You're not going to do well. Mm-hmm. You're you not, are not finished with your training. You don't know what. You don't know shit from shit right now. You boy. are barely a Padawan. <laughs> That's what he is. He's barely a Padawan. Good luck. You picked up a lightsaber one time. That's it. Yeah. And you killed what a bear? Okay, a space, a dumb space bear. That's what you killed. I've killed hundreds with my goddamn lightsaber. I've killed a human. Yeah, I fought with the Wookies in Nam. God damn it! <laughs> All right, if it, it was, dude, it's just like, dude, there's a video of a soldier in Ukraine listening to fucking Fortunate Son shooting a fucking rocket launcher at a T90 fucking Russian tank and lighting that goddamn thing up, and I'm just like that. If Ukraine doesn't become the 51st fucking state in the next five years, I'm going to be really pissed <laughs> because we need another star on the flag. You know what I'm saying? To put some oomph back in the goddamn country. All right. They've earned it. Put a little pep in our step. Yeah. Let's put some boots on the ground, brother. But uh, but no, he fucking takes off. And it's already the dire end of the movie because this movie is very fast-paced. Let's and just- now, real quick before you get away from that, mm-hmm. there's one important thing that I want to get your opinion on. He's climbing up in the thing. Both of them are saying, you know, stop, stop, don't go, don't go. He goes, they're going to save my friends. Gets in the thing, bebops out. As he's flying away, Yoda and um, Kenobi Kenobi, kind of chat with each other. And uh, he was just like, I thought you said he was the one. He's like, he is. He's like, but there is another. That right there, to me, says... 
he may have had an idea for Leia anyway. He did. But you know somewhere during a coke binge, he fucked that up. He forgot something and then wrote Return of the Jedi and said, you know what, fuck it, they're brother and sister. Fuck it. But but then what could the there is another line mean? Could just be another Jedi. It could have been there is another person that we haven't met yet. Can you imagine if we had introduced someone else that has a similar story as Luke? Just another person? Or why why can't Leia just be a Jedi from Alteron? Why does she have to be genetically related to the other one? Because well, because let's he's go supposed back to, to be George. the chosen one. Yeah, let's go back to George Lucas's I wrote six movies in a day fucking campaign of, oh no, I had this all written out. Wait, you're telling me you created a whole fucking religion where they can't fuck to create more Jedi even though that's true? No, no, no. They cannot have attachment. They can fuck. Yeah. Jedi fuck. But they don't fuck. But they don't love. But yeah, they don't have children either. So they have this weird Catholic mentality for their little priests, warriors, that they can't fucking have kids. But even though it's a proven fact that this bacterial infection transfers through the utero into more goddamn Jedi child soldiers. Hmm. Hey, Yoda. Maybe you made some bad decisions because you're fucking old. I bet Mace Windu would have been like, uh, look, why are we not taking him to the clone planet and making like a thousand little Anakins? Like, why, why the fuck are we talking to this little kid right now? Uh, Yoda, like... That just seems like a bad idea, though. Nah, I want a thousand Sam Jacksons. Like, can you imagine that fucking drop, airdrop? Instead of instead of motherfucker, motherfucker, mother motherfucker. But you know, instead of clone troopers dropping into fucking Geonosia, it's just a bunch of mace windows. The first one kills Jango Fett immediately. Christopher believes and like, I'm going to kill myself. I do not want to be taken alive <laughs> by these. I'm, out, I'm, I'm out. out. I'm out. Here's the Death Star plans. Here's Palpatine. He, I tell you where he lives. Here's his fucking vacation house. Here's his country house. Here's his social security number. Yeah, yeah, yeah go I'm find out of here. God, you know, Mace Windu by himself about took out Palpatine. Yep. Maybe three or four of them motherfuckers would have sliced and diced his fucking ass and didn't need Anakin's fucking help. You know what I'm saying? Like, eh, just, but, but I digress. But Anakin will freeze a motherfucker. So he's dragging Han yeah. into the... The carbonite thing. Carbonite chamber. The carbonite thing is very cool. Um, the whole aspect, like, you're just frozen in space. frozen in in place. Yeah. Permanently. And you created some fake-ass word carbonite. So we see Boba Fett's ship for the second time. Mm-hmm. Because Boba Fett, which is called Slave Two, yep. Maybe pick a different name. <laughs> slave One was was just probably called Slave because there's no idea of like he's going to have a Slave Two, but Slave Two and all was a cool looking ship. I kind of liked it better later on mm-hmm. when we see it kind of more like as a, when I see it as like a toy, but how it moves, how it kind of you know gets around, it, it lands on its back. Yeah. Which was pretty cool, and then the whole cockpit shifts, which was kind of cool. More cool to see in like the Boba Fett series. That was when that movie was, or that show was really good. Is when you're showing, hey, like, remember this is a ship. This is actually how it works. So yeah. that's fucking cool. So it's like a ball bearing in the middle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's like a gyroscope in it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, but uh, ball bearings don't exist in fucking Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> Neither does paper or bras. Not a, not a bit. Not a fucking bit. Um, but a religion exists. That's that's real, technically. Uh, that's the scariest part. Their religion's real. Um, More real than Scientology. <laughs> goddamn right. Um, but yeah, so we see Luke make it to Vespin 
but it's all with the like this is where the time slip kind of happens because this has to happen around the same time Chewbacca is being free. So it takes him a while to get there, but this is like a what's it called? Uh, well, I think he shows up. He, no, uh, they actually kind of they telegraph it a bit in the movie. Uh, Han gets put into the reactor and right. No, no, no. Sorry, they're about to run a test. That's what it is. They're about to run a test and. Vader gets word that uh, Luke has landed. Yeah. And he's just like, all right, throw him in. Because yeah. I, I got to get this thing set up for Luke. Throw him in. Yeah. Um, so we actually see a, a few more characters. Like, uh, let's just go into like set development and stuff like that. We see a lot more alien characters walking mm-hmm. around, which I thought was really cool. Like, even the special editions, they kind of refined it just a little bit. Yep. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's the setup to the fight. And before we get to the fight, Lando's got his guys, you know, secretly doing some espionage shit behind the behind the Empire, and Luke is making his way through Vespin until he gets to this corridor. Yep, and this is where I would argue is kind of scary is the corridor scene where it's this because they they do it real well in the new Star Wars movies where she's having this weird fucking like when Ray is having this weird like vision. Mm-hmm. And they show the corridor where Luke first fought Darth Vader, and it's this just intense vision. And you hear the clashes of the lightsaber, and you hear yeah. the screams, and, stuff. and it's like that's one of the good things they did. You know, this callback to one of the best movies ever made. This movie isn't doing so hot. Let's remind you of a better movie. Yeah, <laughs> but like it's a good callback because that's that's their job. You know, yeah. it's, it's Star Wars is nothing but callbacks after like the third movie. Yeah. So he makes it to the to the room. Um, Lee is yelling at him. It's a trap! It's a trap! Yeah, and God damn it! <laughs> Give her a gun. Can you imagine if she had that crossbow? Oh God! She would just one shot flew back like three feet. <laughs> just like, gone bounced off a fucking wall or some shit and Chewie's like dumbass <laughs> you're, supposed to, you're supposed to brace yourself and he cocks back pop 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 that's one thing I love about Star Wars are the guns because the guns are based on real goddamn guns yeah uh, the stormtroopers are carrying light grease guns from World War II that were refastened mm-hmm. Han Solo's gun is a Mauser pistol yeah that's been redone and I'll tell you this in the gun industry, those guns are about gone. Yep. Because, because of, of fucking Star Wars. players. Fuck them. Dumbasses. You are destroying a relic of a gun that is never going to be remade. A Mauser pistol is so fucking hard to find. Uh, because it's, it's actually used in a Western I really like called The Silence. One of the most underrated Westerns of all time. I recommend anyone to go see it. It's about a man who can't speak and he's a killer. But he carries a Mauser pistol because, fun fact... The holster of the Mauser pistol is actually the butt of the gun. You screw it into the back, and now it's a rifle. But I digress. But I digress. (laughs) Let's talk about guns for the next 15 minutes. One of those goddamn stormtroopers has carried a goddamn M40 from the Nazis. Like That's what he's carrying. Y'all ever notice that? Yeah, that's pretty fitting. You ever notice that all stormtroopers carry Nazi weapons? That's that's fun, right? And the rebels are carrying shitty weapons from the 1800s? Ah, fucking scum. History we forgot. History we forgot. We were talking about that. Props of history. Ugh, what a shit show. Oh, that'd be a good one. That'd be a shit show. It is digressing to me talking about fucking Amelia Earhart being killed by natives. 
But anyway, I digress again. I'm digressing until I get to the basement of rock bottom. Well, I'll help out here. So we eventually get to the main fight. And this is my prime example as to why Darth Vader is a scary villain. We have gone from basically geriatric, stoic, stick figure Vader, you know, kind of touching tips with, you know, Obi-Wan in the last movie, to all of a sudden, he's one hand in this shit. Yeah. And he is whooping Luke's ass. He is kicking this motherfucker off platform. It's not hard to kick the shit out of a kid. I mean, but yeah. he's doing it. Yes, yeah, so, but I'm saying it's not hard. You know, like, you know, I imagine if I fought Mike Tyson, it wouldn't be hard for me to get my ass beat to death because I'm not a professional boxer. It's just like you're watching a professional fight an amateur. Yes, but it's, it's still a professional villain. That's what I'm getting at. It's like, that's still a scary thing. And like, uh, fast forward a couple scenes later, uh, my favorite Darth Vader scene growing up is actually in this movie and it's Luke walking down one of the corridors it's right before he gets to the ledge but he's walking through that corridor he's kind of walking slow he's already got his lightsaber out you can hear the radiance of the saber a little bit mm -hmm. all of a sudden Vader pops out from the fucking side with his fucking lit and is just like hitting the sides of the wall throwing shit that was my favorite vader scene for the longest time and i like that that's the callback in obi-wan because he's throwing shit at him and it's just like this is what vader has to do mm-hmm. because this is what he knows to do you know um i think i think this is one of those time, things where you want to go back in time and you want to tell him why did just make episode one it's okay just make episode <laughs> one it's fine Make it first. Use Muppets. Do whatever you got to do. Make episode one. And Luke gets sucked out the window. And oh, yeah. Uh, that's another thing, too. It's not It's not explained that... All right, so they pop open a window and air sucks out? That doesn't make any goddamn sense. It's not pressurized. We know this place isn't pressurized because when they land the Millennium Falcon, they just walk out of the Falcon in the open air. Luke falls onto the Falcon and a few minutes later. But like, but like, there's no reason for air to be sucked out of the fucking room. They're not in a goddamn jetliner. All right. They're not in space. I, I think what I think the logic behind it is that core, like that huge open space mm-hmm. is kind of like a huge wind tunnel. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I don't know. But it, it bothered me for a little while because I was like watching. I was like, but. But it's that, not, that bothers you, but not the sounds of explosions in space? No. Because <laughs> no. it's a children's movie. <laughs> um, but we get the scene, the famous scene that everyone was quotes. I'm your daddy. Um, I'm your daddy. I'm your pappy. <laughs> uh, That's what he actually said. I'm your pappy. <laughs> no. You killed my daddy. You goddamn right I killed him. He turned his goddamn back on me when he was looking for his dead wife. <laughs> And his fucking kids that I fucking tried to murder. And look, I'll be staring at one right now. So I grabbed me a dip, of, uh, grab me a rip of my Copenhagen. Yeah, dude, I popped the top on a can of Copenhagen, pulled myself a dip, and you know what I did? I cut his fucking head off in front of his wife. Your no! mama. Ah! Can you imagine how fucking rough that would have been? He's like, if he described how he killed Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, and Jesus. I'm over here. I'd be sitting over here describing that. And you're like weak weak <laughs> not scary yeah fucking lame ass 
Stop reaching your fucking robotic hand out. Dude, that's another thing. He changed gloves at some point because the hand he reaches out is the one he catched the fucking laser with. <laughs> so he's like, hey, hey give, give me your fucking hand. Come on. Come on, I'm your pappy. Come on now. Come on now. Join me, and together we will rule the galaxy like, as father and son. Do the cat thing. <laughs> come on, Luke. Come on. Come back in the house. Come back in the house. Fuck you! <laughs> Just a redub of that would have been I'd rather die! As he right. jumps to his potential death. All right, bye, bitch. <laughs> what would have been funny? What would have been funny if Darth Vader just cut that fucking pylon off? That would have been fucking vicious. <laughs> I do love uh, Dave Prowse's... Uh, gentle acting in that scene is that Luke's like you know he's looking at Vader he's looking down looks back up at Vader and Vader almost kind of like leans forward a little bit as like a no you're fucking not it's like such a subtle move mm-hmm. it's not pronounced it's not laid on but you just, can't see with a mask on but it's, yeah, but it's just subtle enough it's just that subtle lean forward of no, you're fucking not. And when he and when Luke just dropped, it cuts back to Vader POV shot down, yeah. and he's like still holding his arm out, and he just kind of drops it. Yeah, I, I love that scene because you, you know in his mind he's sitting. You're going, son of a bitch. Oh, going back, going back to the fight. The way he cuts Luke's hand off is a fencing move. It's a it's a twirl move, and so this is where we kind of get how effective the lightsabers are. So what he does is he gets let he lets Luke get close enough, and what he does is he lets like the mid to tip of the lightsaber twirl the fucking lightsaber away enough to expose his hand, and pop it barely touches the wrist, and his whole fucking hand comes off. Ah! And it's like that's a that's a real fucking move, like that's an old fencing move. And so there was some a little bit of fucking choreography there somewhere, where <laughs> some guys just like, oh, hold on, this is how you disarm a guy in a fencing pose, you know? And that, and there goes his fucking hand. And now that hand is somewhere in someone's little mini bantha tank, just sitting. Use the clone Palpatine for later on. So, fun fact: the original script. For the Force Awakens, had the hand come alive, turn into the thing, kinda. That would have been metal as fuck. The opening scene after the crawl was supposed to peer down. His hand was supposed to float across the screen, and we were supposed to follow that. I'm sh- if I'm fucking lying, I'm, I'm not making this shit I'm up. I'm dying. And we were supposed to follow the hand. Entered orbit. And landed. And you saw a small creature pick it up out of the sand and run off with it. It was supposed to be Maz because it was holding the lightsaber. Who had the fucking lightsaber? Maz. So she was supposed to find that in the opening scene with the fucking hand. Well, it would have been funny if his Maz was just like happened to be on Vespin and was like digging through junk to find like special parts. And like a hand, a bloody hand separated from the lightsaber, and a lightsaber just happened to fall into a basket. That would have been more sensible than a fucking yeah, that bullshit. Yeah, uh, like, so, so at least that made the cutting room. Yeah, that, like, that would have made sense. That would that would have been fine because this is the most dangerous fucking lightsaber in all the fucking canon. This is the Youngling Slayer Nine Thousand. All right, what it's you know, full strikes, baby. Uh, but another thing too is it's like. So he falls, lives, 
it's, it's a caveat. So he falls, and Vader's just like, well, I'll be goddamn, motherfucker had it in him. Yep. <laughs> All the while, our other crew is getting the fuck out of Dodge. Oh, yeah, they're fucking stealing gas, putting tires in the back, and fucking getting out of there, like Factor Swayze in Roadhouse. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and they, they see g- Luke... Like under this, under the Vespin. Well, no, they they about get out of there. Yeah, like like, like uh, Lando's like fucking ducking and weaving. Fuck he's this goddamn place, yeah, dude. He's he's getting the fuck out of there. And then, sure enough, like a fucking girl, we got to go back. Turns around. He no, about, we don't, bitch. He about fucking backhands, or he's just like the fuck you say. If there was any context of the solo movie, it's just been like, uh, no, I finally got my fucking hot ass ride back. I'm not going back for. Who are you talking about? Han's yeah. gone, you dumb bitch. Like, <laughs> who are you talking about? Some guy I've never met before? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm out. Like, but yeah, but yeah, hey, he, Lobot. Go, Lobot, that's his name. Lobot, go pick up this cracker she's talking about. <laughs> like, look, he'll, he, he'll be fine. My, my boy Lobot's on the job. Solid guy. He's got a double red Cadillac. Man. <laughs> yeah, Luke, Luke's just hanging there upside down by his fucking legs, just laying, yelling, Leia, Leia. And this is very real. Because Luke has to have core strength. Because in the poster, that motherfucker has an eight pack. <laughs> All right, not a six pack. An eight pack. That motherfucker's ripped in the goddamn fucking poster. So yeah, he could hold his own. All these people talk. He couldn't have survived. He's bleeding out. No, he's Fuck got a you. he's got he's, he's got a cauterized wound. He's not bleeding we everywhere. Established that already. All right, his cauterized wound, and he's got he's using his core strength to you know do some fucking power sit ups real quick before the fucking ride gets there you know he's, he's working on his core always getting them gains them space gains but i also love that lando is not going to turn around until chewie just like fucking yells i'll rip your goddamn like, arms off yeah he's like, all right and they do a fucking sharp turn <laughs> that would be funny let's just add that <laughs> but, but they actually made a really cool scene out of that where they do the go up yeah. and then kind of correct itself and go back over so i yeah. like that all right so they they land right under him snag his ass they catch him basically all right and this is one of the cooler ending scenes of a star wars movie so we're back on a rebel spaceship uh, a medical frigate and we're seeing luke basically get a new hand Mm -hmm. and this is where industrial light and magic really goes above and beyond because they're showing the intricate parts of how the hand works because there are no muscles in your hand do your fingers move because the muscles in your forearms so like the way i move my fingers you see my forearm move that's what controls your fucking hands and they're showing that in the back of the palm the back of the hand is these little iron rods and the stuff in the wrist and like this is what they're showing is operating his hand so this is what the, the technology is and because we still don't know what darth vader is is he a man like obviously he's a person because we know he's the father of Luke. And we got that tiny glimpse of the back of his head. Yeah, so there's something off about him. Well, how is he able to catch a fucking laser? Oh, his hand must be not... He must have a robot hand. Okay, but he's able to use the force through it. So context-wise, it's a little weird. But it kind of goes into the all-empowering part of the bad guys. Like, the bad guys are made of technology. The guys are made from the future. They're, they're androids, cyborg robots, you know. The rebels are just ragtag rednecks. <laughs> That's basically what they are. A bunch of country boys can't survive, you know. I could skin a buck and shoot a romp away with a 2016, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hell yeah, country boy can't survive. <laughs> yeah. So some, I, you got some space dip? I love that scene because... I, it always creeped me out. But he's... he's all right, So he's got his arm around Leia. 
at the end of that and she's got his her arm around her and he's you know his arms in a sling and they're looking at the galaxy through a window a picture book i have which i'm pretty sure is a fever dream because i can't find the goddamn thing anywhere online it was a scholastic photo book of the original three movies and the last page is that scene the original photoscape and it's a fever dream. It's not real. I know it's not real. Oh, I feel like I've seen that too. It's a blue book. It's about yay thin. Yeah. Yeah. Can't find it online. I got a bounty out for it right now. If you can find it for me, I'll pay any amount of money for it because I'm just like, it's got to be real. I can't find the goddamn thing, but it's a fucking art book, but it's very thin. It's paperback made from Scholastic yeah. from uh, pre, it's pre 2000, pre 2001, before the trilogy. Right. But yeah, it was that. And that was the last scene in the book. That was the best ending of any Star Wars movie, in my opinion. I love Rogue One. Rogue One's my favorite. But that's the best ending mm-hmm. of any Star Wars film. Is like, our heroes are scattered. Our main character's wounded. Our secondary character's been sidelined. Our Leia character's basically been sidelined for no reason. Just because of happenstance. I've heard critiques like they made her kind of a pussy. I'm just like, no, she just can't be on that level. Yeah. Okay. She's she was underutilized in the movie. That's that's how I'll say it. It doesn't take away from her character. She just doesn't can't do anything because if you tried to make a move, they would have shot her in the fucking head. Like <laughs> honestly, that's probably what would have fucking happened. Because guess what? The Death Star is destroyed. This is the bitch that fucking turned on us because she's part of the Senate. Like now, can we shoot her in the fucking head? Like because <laughs> what else does she know? Because if we just caught the the. The Clint Eastwood motherfucker, and I just chopped the hand off the guy who's actually a threat. I think we could shoot the dog in this bitch. Like, <laughs> so, so this one really wasn't your number one favorite, though. That's no, my number two, but it's a close number two. Yeah, we'll get to Rogue One eventually, because <laughs> uh, that's how I would do it: is New Hope, Empire, Return, one, two, three, Rogue One in the last movies. Yeah, um, I will say I was booed in the theater for that last one, <laughs> but I was it was rightfully. Fine. I was right. I was right. I had money on it. <laughs> I told that motherfucker that would happen. We but, both had money on that movie for different scenes. Yeah, but I remember just like that. That I probably would have cheered during Empire when they were just kicking the fuck out of the rebels, dude. People were like, "Hey, what is fucking assholes over here? Fucking laughing." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kick his ass. Kick it. Take his goddamn hands. Take his other hand too. Fucking punk He's ass. Still got another one. Yeah, take. He's his hiding it. Yeah, yeah. Punk ass trick. <laughs> Bath tank ain't fixing that, is it? Huh, pussy? <laughs> That's another thing, dude. Like, the bath tank is, like, very limited, apparently. It's like, it, it can regenerate skin and muscle, but it can't regenerate a hand. Well, it can regenerate memories. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I love Dragon Ball Z uses a version of this because it's, it's used for, like, the main character who just got his ass kicked. And it, it's used that a lot throughout Dragon Ball Z. Here, listen to the anime episode whenever it goes. It's going to be a bonus <laughs> when it comes out. It's going to be fun. <laughs> But that has been the Empire Strikes Back. Personally, my favorite of the originals. And they um, struck back hard. Goddamn. They did. Um, probably still... I don't know. I'd still rate this one above Rogue One for me personally. I think Rogue One would be like solid follow-up. But now nah, this this one still checks all the boxes. Yeah, people make mistakes. It's all good. <laughs> people make bad decisions like you did. But do not forget, you can click that link in the episode description and grab you some new Something Good Network merchandise. We've got Couch Potatoes hoodies. We got Couch Potato t-shirts. We got drinking glasses. We got sticker packs. We got pins. We got a 
bunch of shit. And if you like the other shows on the network, make sure to subscribe, follow, like them all. Something good for you. History we forgot. Crypto Conspiracy Cold. This fucking guy. Um... Did I miss any of them? And the couch potatoes, of course. But you're already listening to that, and you already made it this far, which means you rock. So why don't you pick you up a t-shirt, sign up for the Discord, do all that shit. I think I've hit all the fucking marks I really need to. I'm fucking tired. <laughs> tired? You act like you worked today. It's like I fucking worked all day, and it's 2.45 in the morning. I gotta be at work in like 14 hours. <laughs> So for this episode of the Cows Potatoes, I've been Alex and Chris. Do you have any sort of final thoughts for us? I think it would have been cool if they were like pictured back on Hoth and just showed that one-armed Wampa just scurrying about, just eating the dead <laughs> leftovers, <laughs> eating, like eating on some fucking like stormtrooper, and been like, I'm just looking back at the camera and just go and nod like some stupid Boba Fett bullshit. You've been listening to the Something Good Network. If you liked what you heard, you can follow us on Instagram, and check out the other great shows on the network. Link is in the episode description.